You are listening to Shoot and Scoot, the Flames of War Team Yankee Federation Norman Great World Podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 15mm wargaming with our tongues firmly in our cheeks, our pans as flat to the ground, and our dice more often than not failing to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures on Facebook and on the blog at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk and to shop online at Battlefield Hobbies because Hammy has managed to capture the whole moon. If nice dice are your vice, then be sure to check out DiceOfWar.com.au, a podcast sponsor here at Shoot and Scoot. If you want to pay for something you could get for free, you can now also become a patron supporter by following the link of the Breakthrough Assault blog. Pay £1 a month for your chance to also become internet famous. I'm Eddie Fez-Turner, broadcasting from somewhere in the south of England. I'm joined by my co-host, Duncan, early for once, Gosling. Yeah, it's ironic as well. And Actually, Lee, it's just ironic. It's just ironic. And Lee, Panzer fours are overrated, pardon hell. What? Wait, what? Panzer fours are overrated? Should Panzer fours are underrated? <laughs> Welcome to episode 59, the one where we are bulging with content. Lee, what are we talking yeah. about tonight? Bulge, bulge, and more bulge. Um, mm. yeah. Stop saying bulge. Cause, like, it's bulge. Just, uh, so so I did try to, I did try like to Google this, yeah. and it all went a bit wrong. What do you mean? Just bulging content. I was oh. just like when um, Duncan was researching Blackcock. Yes, Operation Blackcock, bulging content. No, that's... Oh, God. Doesn't that just take you to Monty's Meat Grinders, like... <laughs> Oh, no, I was going to say that could be Thursday nights at Monty's Meat Grinder, but that's not right. That's that Dak Short Night. That's that yeah. Dak Short Night. It takes you to Monty Meat Grinder, Monty Meat Grinder's uh, OnlyFans page. Oh dear. Um, hey, so tonight we are going to be looking at um, Faces Spaces, Sunk Sank, and cover what we've been painting. We'll then be doing News from the Front, cover what we've been playing, with a bit of a bulge. Um, Slump. Theme to oh. it, yeah, slant to it. Yeah. Oh. Bulging slant, this is it's getting better and better. It's getting worse. Um, say that on the internet, I don't know. <laughs> it's a family show. Um, <laughs> we'll then be looking at the Bulge book itself. And we'll cover command cards in the next show, but this one will look at the book. And then we'll, we'll um, answer your questions and shoot and scoot. Woo. So, Duncan, what have you been painting? It's, it's a good question. What have I been painting? I have been painting. I think I've been painting so, no, Iranians. I've been painting some Iranians. You've actually been painting Iranians. I've actually been painting Iranians. So I've now got... So I, I'm not saying I've painted everything, but when I finish the three M60s that I've got undercoated, I would have painted all the Iranians that I committed to painting to this year. Oh, wow. That's very incredible. So I've painted uh, seven chieftains uh, right. since we last recorded uh, because I said to Lee, uh, we should probably have a game using Team Yankee rules because we haven't done that for a while. And uh, I did want to give the Iranians a a run out because they haven't been out before uh so i wanted to get them ready so that's now all the tank formations finished uh and then i painted two cobras so i have all eight cobras operational Cobra. yeah which is nice and that that kind of that was it so that was it's actually my lowest painting month the year to date slacker uh, september yeah honestly 20, what's that all about honest 29 teams i know <laughs> so uh i've got a, i've got a few bits on the go i've got some i've undercoated or and put together the second australian rifle platoon i need for my mid-war australians Ooh, that's interesting. so yeah uh eight crusaders i didn't paint i got eight crusaders so nice. uh they're so they're ready for the divisional cavalry um and then i've just got a load of stuff to actually put together but i'm currently painting them uh chaos warriors believe it or not so these chaos warriors on top chaos warriors on the horse I'm sorry, I just sneezed horribly then. I'm trying to mute myself. For once it's on the internet. No, I know. For once it's just snot. Endless, endless snot. Sorry, what's the question? So these Chaos Warriors on foot? Chaos Warriors that I can't No, they are, 
they're all foot. They are really slow and ponderous. Uh, but if I had an itch to, to scratch, I always wanted a, a Zinx-themed Chaos Warrior army. I don't know why, because they're rubbish. <laughs> so I decided to scratch that itch, and I got a load of cheap second-hand uh, Chaos Warriors that I've just started to renovate. And uh, yeah, we'll see what they're... I've been playing some Kings of War, so I'll give them a go on that as well. Sweet. Yeah, it's been a bit of a slight month, but, you know, we're getting there. Hasn't it only been like two weeks since our last podcast? Yeah. Well, it's the first one of October, so I can see what you're saying. To oh, yeah, it's a slack yeah. month for these like couple of days. Well, slack <laughs> month from well for September. Oh, it's slack because I haven't painted anything in October. But uh, yeah, for September, <laughs> September was quite low. But I have I've assembled 614 teams so far this year, and I've painted 469. So I'm not doing too badly. But bloody yes. What's what's scary is that that's I'd have thought that would have been everything assembled, and it's not. <laughs> so it's actually making me. Yeah, more nervous than itch. Yeah, more nervous than happy. <laughs> um, so yeah, nice one, Dunk. That is a lot of toys. There's a lot of stuff, but not a the lot tr- of toys by your standards. So, well, yeah. the trouble is as well. I still don't know what I'm taking to Reading. I still can't work <laughs> that out and things like that. So, God knows what's actually going to happen. Yeah, I but, think we could do the American, not do the Americans then. We change. I don't know. Way. I don't know. I still I'm in an R in because I don't know the the Brits are still nice. I'm, I'm liking the look of my Soviet army, just the look of it. So, mm. well, that, that effect, yeah. yeah, I don't know if that's going to swing it because I just think it might be nice to to play with that. I don't know if there is a best painted or anything like that, but I thought, well, we could go for that. Usually, is you leave it out over lunchtime or one of the days, everyone votes. So that could swing it as well because I like my Americans, but I think my Russians are, are uniquer, more unique. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't played a game with them, so that's probably not a great idea to take to a GT either. Oh, we've got like you know, we've got a couple of months to sort this out. Games and yeah. Stuff. yeah, you say that, but uh, I'm sure I'll get distracted by playing Divisional Cavalry for mid-war at some point. So <laughs> Mid-war. Yeah, best war. I don't know. I, I don't know about you get distracted, Duncan. I mean, you yeah, know, I, I, no, no sympathy for that whatsoever. No, absolutely. Eddie, stay on target, Turner. Yes, sir. Uh... Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, so my, my, I've not painted anything uh, <laughs> at all that I can think of. Uh, if period you, if spray, does, spray, does spray paint count no no okay so yeah no no painting um i have constructed uh four 148 scale japanese airmen on a little scenic base as a diorama okay. project for uh for papa fez yep because they came they came with the model kit that i got him for his birthday um got my 148 scale uh, tamiya zero okay. so he loves building airplanes Easy. and he hates painting figures so yeah, outsourced them to me to paint for him. Yep. Uh, I have built, I think, seven Necromunda um, Orlock Gangers. Okay. They're built because uh, there's a at the Guildford Games Club. They are starting a new Necromunda campaign soon. Um, okay. So I thought, oh, actually, that's something that I could actually get done. So I built and sprayed those guys, which was fun. Um, I've built some of the Conflict Forty Seven models. I started to figure out Flames of War bases. And then I opened up a uh, Facebook page for my Flames of War slash Conflict 47 mishmash rule set. Oh, yes. Not, not really a rule set. It's more, it's just rules to use. Flames of War rules for the the Conflict 47 models. For the discerning gamer. Yeah. For the, <laughs> the weird war inclined, um, which is Flames of 47, the unofficial fan made. Uh, and then I <laughs> made some, see me. some yep. sort of funky turrets they've got. Uh, and there's more to come on that one. And all of those things, none of which were on my hobby wheel of focus. <laughs> Do we want to talk about the hobby wheel of focus or can we get, should we just gloss over it? No, no, it, um, it's it's going to be, it's frozen at the moment. 
It's been impounded. Hollywood of Focus has been impounded. Okay, um, what? Quarantine? Or? Quarantine. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's tested positive and we put it in quarantine. <laughs> um, in that it will get addressed. Um, but I have kind of realised that I've not actually finished any... I, I don't have an army that I consider finished, finished, if that makes sense. Was for what? Like, well, just for anything, really. Because there's always something... Oh, little bits that I want to... Like, I was playing with the late war... Americans, I was like, cool, yeah, I thought they were done. I'm like, actually, no, that, that, that stowage is just, I know I just flat browned it and put a wash over it. I could go back and pick out the details there. It doesn't have the deep, don't have the, the serial number stencils on the side and stuff like that. So I think I'm going to have to put everything aside and just finish off my um, warfare army. Okay. Like, properly finished before I start getting distracted by the new bold stuff when it releases. Yeah, oh. you can't you can't use bold stuff at warfare, can you? No, uh, which which I, I was really regretting, but then at the same time, kind of appreciate in a way, because I think everyone who could would take it, and you'd end up with just half a dozen American armies. Well, I think as we get onto it as well, I think there is some, it does make a quite a difference to the mindset if someone's already been practicing. Yeah. Things like that, yeah. like with yeah. other forces, it does change things up quite a bit. Yeah. However, however, this is going to be, hopefully, touch wood the last time i have such a minimal poor hobby output um because i'm hanging up my flying wings and getting a boring office job instead so i don't have to spend my entire life living in hotels wishing i could get paints and glues through security um so yeah no more no more casting from the desert he says hopefully <laughs> never say never never say so never. if you confirm yeah. this for now, for now at least. Um, so I've actually started to go through and sort through uh, my some of my hobby stash as well, and found a Commonwealth, a British Commonwealth rifle platoon, mint in blister. Oh my god! Which... What? Oh, what for mid-war? But, but no, that, is, that Italy one, the Italy. The, the Italy one, yeah. Oh, you bugger! That's a really nice. Yep. So uh, one of those ones I regret not buying at the time. That's BR seven six eight for those that are interested, and uh, yeah, it's lovely. That's great. Go by Italy, uh, Italy Shermans that I've got. There's a guy holding a chicken, if I'm right, and it's just like, oh. <laughs> is there, what, is there a guy, guy holding, holding a chicken? There's well, a guy holding like, a chicken, yeah, yeah. They've got, oh, is it the one with the slouch cap? Yeah. He's got a slouch cap on, and he's holding a, he's got a chicken tucked under his arm, <laughs> running with a rifle. <laughs> it's, a, it's a brilliant blister, it really is. It's, again, it's why I really regret Battlefront Hunt, like, um, like done special all the releases of all the old stuff. Something yeah, no, great, great, brilliant stuff. stuff. Yeah. So uh, thank you, Evan, for for doing those back in the midst of time. And um, hopefully at some point they will get added to the list. But it's one of the ones I'm definitely going to keep in my little pile of shame. You know. Um. Yeah. So that is pretty much me, Lee. Yes. Um. Well, since the last podcast, I haven't really done much because I went. I had been a painting rut and couldn't get myself in no. to start. Really. But I have. Like you. Occasionally, occasionally happens. Um, but I have finally got going on doing the twenty-five pounder crew. So I've got them like, all base coated, got all the all the English uniform areas done. I'm just now, as we as we're speaking, starting to get block out all the um, webbing and helmets and green. So I want to try. I want to try and get all the twenty-five pounders and the quads done by mid-October. Then get some carriers done to finish the month off, and then I'm going to take a bit of a break from the Brits. Um, I'm going to certainly paint some aeronautica because the new box set will be out by then. And then probably might do might go and do some Israelis. All right, nice. The infantry, presumably. Well, 
I might do the Churchills first and foremost. Uh, not Churchills, um, Centurions. Oh, okay. Maybe I haven't yet got a second blister of foreign infantry. I was pondering to paint up the Team Yankee ones and just using them and hoping no one noticed they got the wrong assault rifles. But Are they still in production? They've just been delayed? I've, well, all the fern stuff got put you know, um, on hold. Oh, they did that sensation, cessation thing, didn't they? Yeah. Do you, want, do you want me to maybe sort you out with one? If you got one, I wouldn't say no. Lee, this is me. I just need to find out which secure facility it's located. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Really? You've got an Israeli ballista sitting somewhere. Well, I've got an entire Israeli mech company. Not cut. Sorry, that's that's wrong. Entire Israeli. Because um, I got the infantry with the M3 half tracks with the upgrade blister somewhere. Right. Because they were going to go alongside all my little um, not Saga, Sagat, the G. Sayat. 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 Yeah. There you go. Thank you. Say it with flowers. Cool. So as long as it's not out of production, you know, if you're if you're hitting a point where you can't go on, then uh, I can lend lease them to you. <laughs> I would, I'd say appreciate, yeah. Cheers, mate. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I don't want to face more Israeli infantry. <laughs> no, that's the only reason I'm taking this. I'm to say anything. It was just like, yeah. oh. I think um, you guys get. You know, guys are getting fresher time. I'm a gax because like there's only like three of them in my entire army, and like <laughs> I can't be everywhere. If we give those to you, Lee, then we'll we'll stop winning the games. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's it, really, for me. It's been like say, been quite. Obviously, we did the last podcast. Like what? week and a half ago so it feels a lot longer i don't know why time's time's been funny again yeah it's that oh. weird lockdown thing where time isn't flowing right yeah it's not not started up again i do have um some secret top secret hobby supplies that have arrived uh, so my dad actually put in a order with mig ammo okay. spain just to see how if it would work um and he said oh do you want anything i was trying to be good and i was like oh well, i'll just have um there's a guy posting on Facebook, the churned earth, and it's like the, the textured earth effect he put all over the tank tracks. Oh, right. yeah. And I was like, everyone asked what it was. And I said, oh, you know, can I have, you know, one of these pots? He goes, oh, they didn't have the pots, so I got you the whole set. So I've got... Oh, three, heavy, yeah. Turned earth, heavy earth, and loose ground. Three different shades of mud. Loose ground? Loose that ground. Like described as the doctor. Yes. <laughs> splashes effects in any kind of model kit. Oh. Um, is it? What well, do you use it straight out of the pot, or do you need to do something with it? I think so. I'm scared because it's acrylic. It's not. Um, that's why I had to get that uh, white spirit. Oh yeah. Okay. Enamel mud with a realistic, varied texture, ready to use. Apply textures to the whole wheels or tracks to create a realistic mud effect. Thin mud and clean tools with enamel odorless thinner. Okay. Oh, I'll tell you something else though. Talking about international shipping and whatever you. That's no longer available in the UK at the moment. Okay. Tester's dull coat again. Oh, that always happens. I'm very yeah. upset. <laughs> I think when they first heard it was going to happen, Brian over at Anarchy Models about four years ago, he, he bought an entire case of the stuff. Um, Has he still got some? Just taking him so long to sell it, it's just like, I don't know if it's any good anymore. <laughs> oh. It's about five or six years. So. Yeah, you can't get it anywhere. My usual uh, haunts are tapped out. I mean, I'm. Yeah, I don't actually need it. I think I've got five cans, but... <laughs> you got five I'm, cans? Don't yeah, I'm now you, you always go around getting, like, fuel tank, getting your fuel tank full of <laughs> cherry cans as well. Is, uh, no, no, but this, this, is my, this is my fuel can. This is my fuel crisis. Test your panic buying. <laughs> yeah. We've all, got, we've all got our demon. Panic buying hobbies. I must admit, when lockdown first happened, I did have to go to... Uh, I went all round, like, Halfords... 
um, I bought up all the grey primer. I batch bought glues. I was like, there's no way if I get stuck in my house for a month, I'm going to be sitting there wanting to finish something just because I haven't got primer or just because I haven't. So I did I did panic buy, but only the important stuff, hobby supplies. Yeah, not food. Oh, no, you don't eat food. You know, spruce soup and uh, green stuff's meatballs. It's fine. <laughs> the packaging's bio-edible, right? <laughs> it says non-toxic. Correct, <laughs> <laughs> paints are non-toxic, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're still hungry. Maybe you should try some of the uh, the sepia wash, darling. It goes down deliciously. <laughs> and then like I said, take, yeah, I I have be I keep getting chastised for uh, pointing my paintbrushes using my lips. What? No. You don't use to crease your hand to do that. No, like a I civilized use person. My mouth. Yeah, it's perfect. Oh, perfect. Yep. Yeah. Always have, always will. So uh, yeah, it's, it's why I'm good. It's only because you know it says non-toxic. How do we know it actually is non-toxic? <laughs> Oh, oh, we're going to go down that road. <laughs> I said it's, it's fine because it probably balances out. Or you know, there's two ways. Either I can just take a swig of like Dettol, you know, antibacterial every now and then to kill the bad stuff, or uh, it get it gets balanced out by all the resin resin shavings that I've had over the years, dealing with like Forge World bottles and <laughs> the original Battlefront. Oh. oh, the tracks don't fit. File, 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 file. Yeah, it's not possibly be bad for me. So. Well, I think it can be. <laughs> Should we talk about something else? Yeah, yeah, please so do. Before I played. have to worry about my mortality. Games. News from the front. Games we played. So I think the first game we played since last podcast was myself versus Duncan Team Yankee, as we alluded to in yeah. the section. Yeah, the regular Iranians. Yeah. So two lockdown armies facing off against each other for the first time. No besides. No, you, you went with um, massed armor, which which I wasn't expecting, and um, well. I thought it would be a bit unfair to take on your uh, wonderfully painted Challenger 2s with hordes of teenagers with RPGs. <laughs> well, that, yeah, I, I mean, admittedly, yeah, that's what the MLRS was for, um, was to deal with that massed hordes of the teenagers with um, cluster munitions. So... <laughs> but it, still, it still did a nasty job against my regular infantry. It, yeah, that first two turns, yeah, just hammering your objective, yeah. We, what, we, we only played one mission, didn't we, I think? Yeah, we did, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to remember what, what mission we played. It was... Uh, I had to deploy everything to start with, and you had you were attacking. Oh, strategic withdrawal. That's it. Yeah. Which was a pain, <laughs> which was actually a pain because even though I've got lots of lots of units, um, <laughs> I didn't really want to take any of them off at any point. Yeah, yeah. You caught me. Out, you caught me out because I went attack, thinking you'd attack as well. And you went defense, and it's all oh okay. Yeah, because I was thinking that it's the regular Iranian stuff. They they tended to keep that in reserve. Yeah, for carrying breakthroughs and things. I thought, oh, that's probably what they do. Yeah, so my my unfortunately, my army's not really set up for moving, so it was good. Are you doing a hundred points on a six by four, or yeah, yeah, hundred points six by four, because my army is quite compact and. Um... Oh, so you didn't really need the extra space. No. Well, we didn't really want it either because it would only disadvantage Lee. Right. Yeah. So it, you had your um yeah talk talk through your army. I'm trying to remember what your army was again. I had uh, a chieftain company. We had the command, two troops of two, three chieftains, and a BMP one uh, infantry platoon. And then I had a M60 company, uh, which was three troops of uh, M6, three M60s, an M60 HQ, and then a BMP infantry company. And then I had six Cobras and four Frogfoot. Yeah. Frogfeet, Frogfooters. Yeah, six, uh, four Frogfeet. It's quite a lot. I had some scorpions as well, didn't you? Oh, I had some. You're right. I had some scorpions. And the M109s. M109s. Yep. And I was going with um, a British warrior um, formation. 
So I had two platoons of warriors, each with my land section attached. I had um, a platoon of scimitars. I had a platoon of Challenger 2 Romors. Um, I had a OP tank and I had four rapiers and the free MRS. So, and it was quite, it was quite, we had that um, Grand Canyon ball, the team Yankee had, um, that Destin has. It was probably, I think, yeah, I think it's the last one they use that ball because it's two games I play on it now. I'm not entirely, not entirely convinced by it as a game to play. It was fun. It was very open. It would be amazing for either Gaslands or Pod Racing. Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, it's very much set up to be like a Warhammer star board with like a like in a, playing in a bowl basically. It's, um, yeah, no tactics, only death. So it was, it was one well, of the things I so what, about. Yeah, one of the problems I had was just like say trying to get my guys in cover. I just gave up on that in the end and just had to push forward and hope that you, my my veterancy would save me for the most part. But um, yeah, cause I, I think the first few turns you killed a lot of Well, yeah, opening the salvo with the rapiers actually took out. I think three of the four Cobras. Yep, in one platoon, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because one took out one platoon, took out the one helicopter in the other platoon. You had them in pairs, didn't you? I had a, a four and a two. All right, yeah, okay. Six to them, yeah. yeah. And then, um, let's say MRS got a good hit on the on the platoon, platoon and you've done a very good job of hiding your guys. So my tank, so I managed to kill. Ah, uh, starting off to starting off the chain for the rest of the night, I killed one tank and your and your CO, who then promptly moved over to another tank. I think every turn thereafter, he was getting shot out from under him and moving over yep. to another tank. He, he, <laughs> lost, he lost four tanks from underneath him. Yeah. It's like one of those Waterloo-era cavalry charge generals, isn't it? Yeah, dehorsing him, yeah. So, yeah. Dehorsed. Did one of those guys shoot his own horse? <laughs> Potentially. Um, yeah, yeah, so I, I managed to get my back my way onto one of the objectives, like say MRS, I fit up the infantry and I did an assault onto their... Well, my warriors were burning up behind me from the shots, hits landing on them. I think I lost a few. I, I think by the end of the game, I lost every single warrior. Yeah. But I hadn't lost a single team from you no know, having their having their eight their um, infantry fighting vehicle shot up from under them. No. And that was quite canny with the Milans, wasn't it? You did do that yeah. trick. We so double bubble. Yeah. So, because obviously the MRS come with their own warrior. That's uh, right. The Milans come with their own warrior. But rather than keeping both Milans in that warrior. I did a quick shuffle because there's nothing saying you can't how you dispute your teams amongst the APCs. So I just moved the light mortar from the HQ section over into one of the other more into one. No, I moved the one of the Carl Gustafs over and put Milan in. So basically, I had both Milans manned up on their um, warriors. I left them looking down the road to try and stop anything from moving across the flank, and it worked quite nicely. Although, like I say, eventually they both got shot from under them, but. The Milans both survived being shot out and um, obviously remounted and kept firing the, probably the turn after. So Yeah, they, they they also used the blazing warriors for cover, which was quite yeah. interesting. So as the warriors <laughs> blew up, they then deployed behind them and could shoot through them. Yeah. yeah. Was, that was quite irritating. But it was extremely close. It was a very close game again. Mm. I think the it was the uh, Frogfoot coming in and hitting the challengers, wasn't it? They killed two of the challengers in one turn. Yeah. And then the next turn they came in to take out the other war- the other challenge who actually, actually hadn't run off, killed killed another two tanks, and then the, frog, the surviving frogfoot, two frogfoots come back. One gets shot out, and then the last one probably rams a missile into me. So, but, I mean, you, you nearly did it with the infantry because the, the they were part of that chieftain tank formation. And, Chantry, um, yeah. The cha- the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On my yeah. Side. And um, you nearly took them out because the... Um, the formation nearly broke and you were sat on the objective and if that had happened then 
yeah. you would have auto won. So it's extremely think, tight. Yeah, we worked out what I needed to do was unpin, kill one of the, kill one of the tanks with Milan missile, assault the other tank. And if I could yep. do that, because I was already on the objective, I'd win. And then I probably didn't unpin, so we called it in your favour. But yeah, it, it came down to it, basically that last set of dice rolls. And that was that's always nice when it goes that way. Nice. But I think it just showed... I think, it showed a lot of flaws with that Gulf War army I came up with because it can't because obviously a warrior is fundamentally not a Bradley. It hasn't got its own anti-tank gun beyond its 30 mil. Yeah. So against massed armor, what all I've got really is the challengers. And there's only three of those guys, and yes, they're damn near invulnerable to everything but bar a frog foot. Um, they just can't land the hits enough, especially if they move. Because the rate of fire plummets from two to one. <laughs> so it's uh, it's interesting. It's lots to take away there. I think one of the things going forward we discussed was probably dropping the MLRS and going with Harriers. Yes, just, just they're more universally used. Yeah, because obviously they've got that high, that high anti-tank salvo, whereas uh, MLRS is quite a low anti-tank salvo, albeit where it's all with a minefield attached. And very cool. And very cool, yes. Yeah, I've got how... 30, but it's nearly a tenth of your total force as well, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's like 10, po- 10 points or something, yeah. whereas uh, Harriers are 9 points, so... Well, it's the other way around. The MRS were nine points and the Harriers are ten points, but I dropped the OP as well because you know, that point is not doing anything. Yeah. And, How yeah, military and militaristic of you. <laughs> and then later in the month, me and Eddie played and we took the polls for a spin. Yeah, we did. So I asked Eddie, Eddie, have you got have you got any of your bo- old bowl stuff to hand? He goes, Oh, I'll look. Didn't actually tell me what if he had or not. So I got I so I packed all the stuff I needed in case and then went, pr- went promptly expecting to be playing his D-Days. It's a warfare list. I messaged Operation Bulge is a go-go. I didn't recall seeing that message, but that's my maybe that, that had nothing to do with the game, though, did it? Yeah, well, that was slightly I, I, I assumed you'd... Um, yeah, you said it to me, you meant to taste or something like that. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'd qu- I quickly improvised a list because um, previously I'd been running with, like, a platoon of five Panzer fours, a platoon of three Panzer fours, a platoon of three Stugs. Well, I had to drop the Stugs and the small Panzer IV platoon and put in three Panthers because I really needed some high-end tank to be able to deal with the Jumbos. Um, so my list eventually became HQ of two Panzer IVs, five Panzer IVs, three Panthers, and that's the formation. So very brittle. Yeah. And then three Wesps, an OP, um, a pair of two-centimeter, um, two, three, four scout cars, and a spur band infantry platoon, which are the guys who don't count. They you don't... love that spur band. I do because it, it makes love it. It really helps the Germans out on their res- on, on reserves because I only need to have like a twenty six point reserve rather than a forty point reserve. And it just ignores. You basically just obliterate one of the objectives. Yeah, because I, I give them the guy because I had a few points spare. I give them the guys a pair of Panzer Shreks yeah. just to re- just to really just really just dissuade an assault onto wherever they were. So. And you're just like, this is not worth it. There's yeah. too much on that objective. Yeah, so I thought, yeah, you, and so your force, if you want to talk us through it. Yeah, so I took, um, I wanted to use my Pershings um, because I was, you know, found the box of all my old V3 uh, Bridget Remagen stuff. Yep. Um, I was like, cool, well, I'll just run a, a, a Pershing platoon, um, which meant that I had to take veteran um shermans which is fine because i do the third armored division spearhead which obviously had the pershings in it anyway um which is why i've done those in d-day as well which represents them but being new by the time they get to germany they, they, they know they know what's going on um so the hq platoon with the jumbo and a 76 mil sherman 
Then I had a platoon of sh five Shermans uh, with a jumbo. Uh, both the jumbos were 75 mil because I did, don't have the model for any of the 76s yet. Uh, 75 mil Sherman, two Easy 8 Shermans, so 76 mil with smooth ride, mm, HVSS, mm. and uh, two 76 mil normal Shermans. So that's a platoon of five. Um, then the second compulsory platoon uh, was three Pershings. Um, and armored mortars, so that's the three 81 millimeter half tracks. Yep, compulsory. Compulsory. And um, four 105 mil Shermans, which is still part of the formation. Yep. The only thing in the army that isn't part of the formation is my three points um, single Greyhound recce unit. No aeroplanes. No aeroplanes, because they're quite expensive. Yeah, they are, to be fair. So I was like, nah, yeah, nah. So at that point, I just waited the Pershings. Um, and the, the thought there was that if I had, because the, the, the HQ platoon can obviously attach can attach to the units in terms of hit allocation. So my thought there was the five Shermans with the two HQ next to them gives me the potential to have two jumbos to bounce hits onto. That yeah. Lovely, lovely front armor 11. Oh, yeah, that's that's something we uh, didn't we come across in our game, Lee, that you, the defending player chooses if the... the yeah, can choose can choose to have the independent uh, yeah. team. Yeah, because I I thought it was the other way around. I mean, yeah, it wasn't. Yes. Um. So yeah, it was it was all very good until we rolled a mission with reserves, and I hadn't really thought that through. And I went, oh, oh, because encounter encounter, which obviously then it becomes a game of who gets the reserves first. So. Yes. Well, it wasn't actually in this case because I I think eventually I did, and it didn't help me as much, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I put I put my infantry out on the open flank because an open flank where wasn't much. I, mean, I, I am going to write this up for a battle report on the blog, so I took enough photos and that's good through. Then I put the tanks and the, I put the Panzer fours in reserve, put the West fairly central just so you could put support down both areas because obviously you got more enough range to cover the whole board, and then the, the HQ took Panzer fours and the and the Panthers went in a town that basically gave them some of the hide so. The idea being, in my first turn, I'd blitz up to the tree line and then shoot any Shermans that were trying to advance across the fields to um, get to the objective. It was a lovely plan. Um, so and, how, did, how did that work out for you? Um, no, so, none of these plans evolved, survived their first encounter with the dice. No, unfortunately. Um, so Eddie got, Eddie got the first turn, which I wasn't overly upset about because I wanted to know the first turn. And you, and you sort of made a few moves, tried to range on the infantry. I think you did. Your great, your um, Greyhound scouts moved up against the tree line, which was going to cause a much hilarity later in the game. Yeah. Um, and then it was fair, fair, you know, because obviously most of my guys were out of sight. It was a fairly timid first turn because we, there's not much else you can do. Um, in my turn, I then failed to blitz. Timid. timid? Well, yeah, no, that's, that isn't fair. I, I would. Well, Lee, you're, doing me, you're doing me a great disservice. I was very restrained. I, I like this. Can we go with timid or wussy or or no. scaredy cat? No, because for me to be restrained and not to just rush my medium tanks out into the middle of a death trap killing ground in the vain hope that enough of them would survive that next turn I could get closer, mm -hmm. I went, wait a minute, I'm a veteran. If I'm in trees and gone to ground, he can't hit me, really. No, he yeah. just died. So I was very restrained, thank you very much. Oh, shots fired. Tippy. Uh, Blimey. It's <laughs> taking a spicy turn. Yeah, so in, my, in, my, in my turn, I then fell to blitz. So. Obviously. Yeah. So he could have gone all, all health or leather and really should yeah, have done you know, you know, my <laughs> dice. Um, 
the Panzer IV has sort of moved up, ready to make, ready to make, make some shots next turn. I ranged in on the on the armoured house tracks. He then promptly um, passed all his saves, and that was and that was going to be the theme going forward for the rest of the turn. My West would shoot the armoured house tracks, um, armoured uh, mortars, and the armoured mortars would save and not you know, not suffer at all from it. They did really well. Yeah. Every t- every single turn, I'd, I'd hit at least one, and it would make it save against my um, one of fives. Um, yeah, I mean, second turn, much much nearer. He was getting a bit more aggressive than me forward, a bit more. Um, his greyhounds got hung up on a on a tree line, and to, to you and me, it looked like a tree line. But obviously, yeah. it was a dragon tooth infested barbed wire Siegfried yeah. line of trees. It was obviously because he spent like the next three or four turns trying to cross that tree well, line. All I wanted to do oh, really? was sneak up and take a pot shot at your observer with the greyhound. That's all I wanted to do, and then like be in a position to maybe like put a bit of pressure on your um, yeah. move the greyhound up to put a bit of pressure on the infantry whilst remaining outside of panda strike range. And it just would I for the life of me, I like I spent two turns, couldn't get through, couldn't get through. Oh, all right, well, you know, cross here, cross five, four, plus four, four up, four. So even, even, but even with the cross here, I'd like what one? Oh, well, let's not do that. Yeah. And then the second turn, my pan- my Panthers again failed to blitz, so, so I just moved them a little bit and I got fired a few shots off because at this point you split off one of the seventy sixes, hadn't you? Yeah, so you, you, you your pumas were dashing towards my little armored my or armored mortars. Yeah, on the objective, well, yeah. Yeah, because I didn't have a whole heap on the board at this point. I only had you know had the HQ and the the Sherman platoon, which I put kind of in the middle. I put the armored mortars opposite your infantry on that objective, hoping that there wouldn't be much going on over there, then they can actually do something. They're there to contest. Um, my scouts went up the right-hand flank towards the infantry because it's kind of as a bluff to see if you'd go that way mm-hmm. um, to kind of counter with your armour. But instead, we had basically we had the armour on the left, you know, on my left, and then the infantry on my right. But your pumas were going to be really annoying. Um, so on my turn, they were the other side of this little um, enclosed courtyard. Yeah. So at this point, I managed to get my first of many three-up blitzes. Oh. Right, so in the first game, Eddie <laughs> did not fail a single blitz. Nope. He blitzed pretty much every turn. Yeah. He put that crafty to good use, he did. I'm American ingenuity, my good man. American ingenuity, is that, yeah. The Soviets are crafty, yeah. Three-up, and you blitz, you blitz your four inches... If you're two up cross, you don't care about walls or whatever. You're just doing that. Um, you've got to be careful of your jumbos because they're only four up. And then uh, and then you go, right, I'm going to tic-tac tactical. A nice little four move. Oh, there That's we go. That's the 8th, isn't it? Oh, yeah. So, obviously, we'll come on to this later. But, oh, my gosh. Being able to move eight inches and fire as if you're stationary. Uh, potentially eight inches. Potentially. Potentially. Yeah. Well, you know, with, with my dice in that game, definitely. It's just, just rolling forward. It's a surefire thing. Isn't it? it was a surefire thing. Sixty percent of the time, it works all the time. Um, and uh, yeah, so obliterated one of the pumas, took some pot shots at your your HQ platoon, and then uh, had a nice chunky jumbo boy sitting there for any return fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So after that, I'd say it devolved rapidly into um. The, the Panthers getting taken out by side by flank shots. Oh yes, so yeah, so I so you, what is that was the main platoon was going off to try and take your pants off fours, and I moved one lone old school seventy six mil Sherman 
to just on a mad banzai do or die charge against your um, panthers, which it survived the, the fire, got into your side armor, put a 76 mil shot through one of them, and then the next turn managed to regroup with the rest of its remaining platoon in a big sort of pincer movement to then take out the other two. <laughs> yeah. I did feel bad. Yeah, it, it it wasn't a good, it wasn't a good game for me in terms of, in terms of dice rolls, but also just kind of, I probably messed up the initial plans it were, but I managed to keep keep a keep a hold on. The HQ were were um, landing shots on your guys, and, they, and a few of your shamans were burning by that point. Oh yeah, you, made, you were bleeding me out bit by bit. Yeah, and then on the first ask in my my reserve arrived, so that's the five more Panzer fours. Oh gosh, and that's when that. I think I got. I think I got that platoon of yours down to um, two tanks at, at the five. You did. I had the jumbo, an easy eight. Yeah. And then you had this lone seventy-six mil that was wandering off and kind of came back just in time to keep it on the board, basically. Yeah. And I was actually falling back away from your objective. Yeah. Trying so to get I, where my command HQ was to give it a either a re-roll. Yeah. So I, I then left two of the Panzer fours from the from the five. On the objective, and sent the other three towards their armored half tracks. Yes. At which point, your Persians then arrived, blew up one of them, and the rest of the guys decided to think better of it and fell back onto my yes. objective to defend. So it's a <laughs> that, that was that was a sum total of my offensive or my offensive operations in that game was um, a brief movement forward and then fall back after the um, Persians sort of started landing hits. Yeah. And yeah, eventually I ended up with my um, HQ running. And at that point, with the Panthers gone, I was at, you know, the, the formation broke. And that that yeah. brutal formation hurt me. As I thought it was going to hurt me. So yeah, it was so the first. It was a, you know, the first game. It certainly showed, like I say, when, when when if you can get your blitzes going, that smooth riding really kicks in. Oh, it's just glorious. You know, it gets to the point where sometimes you're like, well, I can smooth ride, and oh, I failed my blitz, and you're like, well, I might as well just move tactically, take the extra, you know, get within sixteen. Yeah. And then I've not failed, you know, it, it negates the fact that I failed the Blitz. And, you know, very situational that, I know, but... Yeah, that, that sort of came up more in the second game. We actually decided you were going to fail some Blitz rolls, so... Yes, yeah, ironically, when you went out the board. <laughs> yeah. Second went to the toilet, I started failing Blitzes. <laughs> <laughs> so we um, played Dust Up in the second mission. Um, I had the first turn, so I moved my Panthers and my Panzer fours towards your objective, and left, but left one of mine open in a hope of tempting you forward. Um, put a smoke screen down so you couldn't get any shots on me whilst I was doing that. And that all went well. And then you were paid a favour by ranging your own smoke on my ranged in marker <laughs> and put, basically replicating the exact same smoke screen. Well, you had this lovely line because yeah. you had three wesps and I had three, eight, three mortars and you put this lovely line down from a tree line yeah. across the gap to where the church was at an angle. So essentially this smoke screen became like twice as long. And I thought... That's quite useful. Oh, I'll just see if I can do the same thing again then. Yeah. So you're sitting there waiting for your smoke barrage to disappear. It just gets replaced by American screen, American yeah. shelves. <laughs> On the bright side, you did actually do what I, I thought you were going to do and move down the road towards the objective. So I moved the Panzer IVs uh, HQ back and now got you to do more or less what I was hoping you'd do. And the Panthers kept moving around towards your objective. And then my 105s, which I was hoping were going to range on the crossroads, and get this massive cluster of American armor, then promptly fell to range in. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was unlucky. Yeah. That was, I could easily got about five tanks under, under that bumper. Oh, yeah, they're all, they're all coming around the corner. You end up getting your own way. Yeah. Um, and after, after that, though, the game sort of 
stabilised a little for both of us. Um, end, up in, end up in a shooting match around my objective as your, your five tanks blundered into my five tanks in the HQ. Yeah. Um, whilst my Panthers were basically having a long-range duel with your Pershings as they arrived from reserve. Which the Panthers actually won, surprised me. I think maybe because I had the advantage of already being in a position where I wanted to be, and so I could stay still. Whereas you were, the shots, mate. Yeah, you were exactly a moving, so your rate of fire dropped down or on stabilizers. Yeah. No, no stabilizers because it pushes down. But no, Pershings did not have stabilizers, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they would be the the wonder tank. Yes, um, a, tr- a trend oh. American tanks would go on for us. My um, M60s in favor nation know all too well, but um, yes. yeah. So but, uh, eventually, I think I broke. Your formation, I broke your formation by because I took out the armored half tracks, yeah. your um, big platoon, and then the Pershings, and that sort of just was it just broke you. You ended up with an entire like five, you had, was it five uh, Panzer four shooting at a single jumbo? Yeah, on its own. <laughs> I completely surrounded it and was hit shooting at its side, <laughs> and it still took all five shooting two turns <laughs> to kill a damn thing. So yes, yeah, so oh, yeah. jumbos are amazing. It's the fact when you're like, what's the side armor? I was like, oh, I don't know. I, I said, what's its side armour? And you went eight. I was no, it's yeah. not. Oh, I no, knew I, what its side armour was, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Now I remember why I like these things. I, I, I remember the armour stats of a jumbo all too well from the from version three and how it changed <laughs> from version four. But yeah, it was too it was too good. Game. The first game was a bit was a bit hard for me to enjoy because it was just such a drubbing. Oh, yeah. The yeah. second game was much closer. It was, a bit easy, it was much easier to appreciate. Well, I think the biggest difference is you kept the Panthers at range. Yeah. Well, that's because, I mean, if if the Blitz had gone off in the, in the first turn the sec- of the first game, I would have fired a couple of Salvo, then scooted back, and done that for two turns, and then fallen back with them, and, and established new firing positions. But because I never got those Blitz to work, it sort of, I just end up... Yeah, but you, position. I mean, you had a gap on that tree line. I don't know if you had to be up against it. Like, you can shot around it, and, and, and you've got the range, and you've got the anti-tank. Yeah. And you've got the armour to take your return fire at range. You know, AT-12 versus front armour 9, 10 at range. You know. There's quite a lot of it. There's quite a lot of it AT-12. It's not like it's just like a there is, two. There is, yeah. but that's still a two-up save at range. Yeah. You know, you, you, there are times when you've just got to go, you know what, I'm going to just have to use my, you know, yes, if I had a medium tank, I would need to be behind those trees, but I'm a panther. I'm hit on fours. I've got armour 10, essentially, at range. I'm going to yes. play off that and just keep you away and get an extra couple of turns because it only takes that extra round, <clears throat> that extra one round of marginally, you know, even average or marginally better than average shooting. Yeah. And you can really hamstring these um, <laughs> American platoons because, you know, once you get past the jumbo, they are just Sherman. Yeah, well, I've hit you with the 88mm long shell, AT-14. Yeah. What are you doing? Oh, <laughs> exploding. Yes, I think you are. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping we do get the, the new Bowles German book. It gives me some. Oh, mate, cannot I, wait. What I really need is a combination where I can pair Panzer Fours and Panzer Four Seventies together, so I can Desperate have like. Legends. Yeah, that'd be, I think that's going to be more the Berlin book I'm going to be waiting for. But yeah, I think so too. Because the Bowles book will probably be a lot more focused on the stuff that was there, and that'll be more Panther, Panthers yeah. and King Tigers. I think, so. I think the American Bulge is a little bit more exciting because it's the last American book. Yeah, has some very juicy bits in there. I think the the German Bulge book will be good, but I think the Berlin book is going to be better. If I'm honest. Yeah, yeah I, I am looking forward to the Jag Panthers. Actually, that could be quite fun against your army. I'm not spo- Jag Panthers around. Oh, really? oh, of course they can. Oh, mate, stop it! Stop it! Yeah, um, Duncan, was there any other games we missed that you played since last podcast? Uh, I played against. Uh, I don't know if we talked about it last time. I played uh, 
British, but like British Army of the Rhine against my Iranians. I think yeah, I think Absolutely. we covered in the last in the last podcast. Yeah, so no, that's that's been it then. All right, cool. Eddie, you got did you get anything else that we haven't covered? Uh, no, no, no. I've been busy being uh, career change itis. <laughs> okay, in that case, let us talk bulge. Oh. So like I say, we're just going to cover the book on this podcast. We'll cover the pod, um, the command cards in the future, and there are missions in the future as well. Because there are, there are, as always, a few new missions in the back of the book. Um, I'm not sure if anyone's actually got that far. I think we'll just keep drawing over the army lists. And we, it's, uh... we really should play some of those missions in the back of the book. That is you know? exactly what yeah. I said <laughs> Yeah. We always so, say that, and we never do. Well, my, my challenge, because obviously this is... So we're coming up to the end of late war. We don't know what's next. <coughs> cough, cough. <coughs> Make Italy. Cough, cough. Um, Double checkpoint, Charlie. That'll be good. Yeah. So, so my aim is for us to do... You know, obviously, just a suggestion is for us to revisit the older books mm-hmm. and play forces from those books, but play through the missions in the back of each of them. Yeah, do it. Do that link campaign. Link campaign. They keep they suggest the yeah. missions together. Yeah, it's like it's like playing the scenarios in the Team Yankee books. We would keep about doing that. And then, yes, yeah. we should do. It. We should make an effort to do that. Right. So I just yeah, change my position from my painting desk to my actual computer so I can look at the PDF. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So. so yeah, go for it. Sorry, oh. go. You go, because you're the American. You, you are the big American player, so I'll let you. I am the big American player in that I remember playing Project um, Remagen lists at Warfare years ago uh, with Wild Bill Wilcox and all that kind of stuff. Steve Charton. Oh, yeah, all those things of the past. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was a fantastic time. I also remember um, Justin the Troll saying, "Oh yeah, we'll just drive to Daventry and back each day instead of getting a hotel. That would be easier." <laughs> I remember how tired we were. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was only from Guildford, he says, only. Um, no, absolutely fantastic. 100-odd player tournaments. Um, but this book is awesome. The front cover is literally, could be, t- you know, it's Fury. It's that bit in Fury where they're where doing, the, yeah, it's hitting the city, isn't it? It's... Yeah, but it makes me thirsty because they've got a non-IP infringing Stella Artois advert on the wall. <laughs> One of my favourite beers. So hats off, Battlefront. Mm-hmm. Whoever put that in there, good choice. Good choice. That makes that makes me want to do that to some of those battle those um but you know but, um battlefield in the box buildings, the town buildings. Oh, yes. I mean, I mean me, me and you do that for ages is try and do those like building side adverts. Well, Darren those. has ahead of you because he's got a flying fez uh, industries poster on one of his buildings. Oh, <laughs> you haven't seen that on um yeah. Oh, I'm trying to remember their his post. Lessons from the front? No. Letters from the front. Yeah. Yes. And, and clearly the Germans they're up against have, have, spe- have had points to spare because they spent two points giving themselves <laughs> Kibbelwagen. So it's a... Well, that's... The Kibbelwagen is the main battle tank of the, the, the SS, apparently, according to that picture. Mm. And the points costing. <laughs> Don't start me. The only was... thing... The, only, the reason you know where they lost, though, Duncan? What's that? Do you know why they've lost in that picture and they're running away? Why? Because it's not a Schwimmwagen. Well, if it's a Schwimmwagen, they wouldn't have been able to afford it like anything else. There's they no Panzerfaust in the pictures. So, you know, yeah, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> if they hadn't taken a Kibbelwagen, they could have had SG44 assault rifles, but now they've got, you know, Car 98s. A nice little detail I like is that they're, um, the, the Allied star on the side of the tank is, has been painted. It's one of the ones when they painted over. Right. Uh, I, it's one of those things I always want to do when I do my Americas is have a few painted over Allied stars because I just like that as a look. Ah, it's like a dark green allies. Yeah, like it's been black, no, painted over. I like that. Oh, I tell you what, my friend, green is not white. 
<laughs> so you can print it, yeah. So I can print it on my decals. There we go. That's product creation right there. Yeah. So we get into, into the next page, and that's basically the map. I think it's important to say at this point is, although it's called Bulge Americans, we said it was a D-Day book, it's called Bulge Americans, but it's very much not just Bulge. This is basically everything from D-Day right up to VE Day. Yeah. yeah. For the American book. It's the last American book for late war. Which is why we're seeing all we you know stuff like um, Jumbo 76s and Pershings. Obviously, they're very much yeah. post-bulge, as it were. So the, the, the map is labelled the Allied Offensive into Germany, Western Europe, 1944 to 1945. And it's got the big blue arrows going all the way from just outside Berlin to Leipzig, into Czechoslovakia or former Czechoslovakia, mm-hmm. uh, into Austria, down to Munich. You know, it's it's... it's that campaign yeah so it's not just the bulge battles yeah and getting forward into next next year with the british release we can just see a length armored making a little rush up to denmark it's nice i like that <laughs> <laughs> up to up to up to the baltic Whee! um on, on, along the old autobahns with the comets and for, the, speed, the speed limiters taken off yes <laughs> Ross merlins that failed their test yeah um yeah so special rules Oh, you've gone straight past the first picture of that awesome nuts cover page, which is Band of Brothers. The oh yes, in I've, art form. I've got this on two pa- on two page view, so I can see both at the same time. Ah, so okay. Yep. Check you out, Mister Work from Home. I know. That's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like the fact they've been you know reusing a lot of the old covers as internal art on in the books, which is quite nice to see. You, know, you might as well use it, especially because these days. It, the IWM pay a massive fee to use photos, which is why they stopped doing photos in the army books. Oh, really? Yep, yep. They do on the license. I know the German stuff used to be like, which is yep. where you used to get German stuff. Well, yeah. If you, if you, if you follow like the likes of like Jonathan Ware on Twitter, you will learn very quickly about how much it's, um, I did, yeah, they screw yeah. the historians that on, on image rights that really they don't really own because they've got given the photos and that right? kind of thing. Yeah. They didn't create them. They're exactly. Yeah. I've got a bone to bug to pick with the IWM over Duxford and the Flying Legend. Yes, I don't know because you know it's not you know they're trying to democratise history. Apparently, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Right. By charging you for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monetize history. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Is that, did I say the wrong words? You said democratise history. Which... Well, yeah. That's what that's that, that's what they're trying to do. Apparently, oh, allegedly. Right. Okay, but anyway. uh, right. special rules. The stuff you've yeah, already. Yep. Take himself off soapbox. Yeah. I think there's a two new rules on this page, and that's smooth ride, which we discussed. Yep. Um, so if you only move four inches, you don't get the extra plus one to hit on the stabilizers. It's a trap. Yes. <laughs> so what? Well, it, it, it didn't feel like a trap. I'm gonna be honest. It's, trap. <laughs> it's, it's trap. really good because you no. blitz on a three plus. It's a anyway. trap. I told, I told everyone this when it came out. I was like, holy crap! Essentially, on a three up, you can move eight inches and fire if stationary. It's a trap. <laughs> with a two up cross and if you if you if you don't want to do that you can move 10 inches and fire with your stabilizers as normal although if you fail yep. the blitz obviously you are additional minus one but just don't fail your blitz you're fine Carry on. <laughs> the other new one is really one of those sort of detrimental special rules which is um, on tank destroyers um this is really for the hellcats they they count as being like front number four for the purposes of deep reserve so you can't have like a, a whole a whole um, Hellcat formation on in, in a mission with deep reserves because they're only front armor two. I guess it's one of those balancing things. I think other is it than just that, Hellcats, no. 
Yeah, because well, because um, M10, is M36 is a front armor five, so they're, they're already yeah. covered by it. Oh, uh, they're already covered. Okay. Stop being yeah. cheeky. The only thing in the book that really needs it is the um, Hellcat because it's only front armor two. Yep. Spoilers. Um, yeah, I think that's it for special rules at this point. Right. Okay. Uh, we have a quick little two-page blurb about what's been going on since D-Day. Normandy to Loran. Talking about all that fighting there. Really sets up the scene before the bulge, as it were. And then we get a nice, t- well, four-page spread on all the different tanks. Because, my God, there's a lot of different tanks in this book. I really appreciate yes, it. Yes, buddy. I mean, we got four different per- we got four different Shermans on the first page alone. They got another, another one on the next page after that. Her point of order... Is a yep. variant of a Sherman a different tank? Ah, yeah. I, I, like if it, say it feels like it, like the jumbos and easy eights. I know. But, yeah. I, I just say I think there's I, only three I tanks. Would it would be really picky. It's technically only two tanks because it's there are uh, three tanks because you've got Sher- a Sherman, Pershing, and Chaffee, and everything else is an like, armor fighting bit. What, even a Stuart? Oh, Stuart, oh, it's the Stuart as well. Okay, it's, 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 I, I miss, I miss the Stuart. Point of order, is the Stuart actually armored at this point in the war? <laughs> Well, it's the same arm as a chaffee, so you know. It's, it's, <coughs> it's, it's bringing it's, all the 1941 to 1941. Uh, 1941, it's, I think it, it, it very much, I know it's an M5 rather than M3 strip, but it's still heavily flavoured by interwar <laughs> periods. So. Can we take a moment to uh, <clears throat> to acknowledge the fact that Stuarts did make it all the way through? Yeah, it's quite incredible, isn't it? If you I think, think so, about uh, it. That and Matilda, they're only tanks on the Allied side, I think you can say go all the way through war. T-34? Oh, that's um, but that's later. Yes, that's that's later than both of those things. Though. Yeah, because they yeah cause they don't really make their appearance until Bag Russian, which obviously is where the, the start of the war for the Soviets, as it were. But um, well, actually no, because they you know, they they sting them to war into war into Poland as much as the Germans do. Um, so yeah, I, I argue it's only really the, the Stuart and the uh, Matilda that do it for the Allies. Obviously, Panzer IV does it for the Germans. The other question is: Is half the battle weight? So Stuart is one hundred and sixty-five tons. How much How is that? Is 16.5 tons. Is it? Oh, oh sorry. I'm a Challenger 2 is only 60 tons. So, you know, it's a, <laughs> it's a, it's a chunky monkey. I had a unit conversion I- I- issue there in my head. Sorry. I'm using my, my uh, reduced PBF. Oh, area. We, were you using um, Imperial measurements rather than. Yeah, I was. My, it's oh, okay. So, I get 13 thurlows to a tuffock. Um, oh, I'm with you. Yep. 16.5 tons. That? How much of that 16.5 tons is 30 caliber ammunition? All of it. <laughs> yeah. The vast like, majority. I I can I can count on one hand or half a hand the amount of times I fired a, a Stuart's main weapon in Flames of War. Yeah, why bother? It's yeah. like all the 30 cows. Thank you very much. It's five, isn't it? Five, 30 cows. five dice, mate. Five yeah, dice. Five dice yeah. Sorry. It's, Three it's... for the whole MG. One for the turret. And one for the uh, coax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we got a little um, two-pager for the infantry. It's very much a clear see, but there's a there's a there's a much bigger focus on armor fighting vehicles in this book than there is infantry, though, because we go to the next we go so. to the next page. Well, I know, I'm just looking at just put it this way: we we got six armored lists and four infantry lists. Now, admittedly, two of those, no, four of us are basically duplicates because obviously got the veteran version and the non-veteran version. Shots fired again. Yes, in terms of list, but within those lists, I think the infantry have you can focus it one way or the other. I would argue. Well, infantry formations, you can mm-hmm. choose more where you want to dump your points. Oh yeah, not, not so not criticizing infantry, just saying. But the book, the book focus in terms of number of lists is very mm-hmm. much. You've got six armored lists. Yes. 
You do. Yeah. We got so just a quick list up what we got. We got um, a veteran and non-veteran M4 Sherman Lake companies, veteran and non-veteran Chaffee company, um, battle weary armored rifle company, and a battle weary rifle company. We have a Buston parachute rifle company, yep. Buston glider rifle, company, and mm-hmm. then we have the M18 and M36 tank rifle nations. Best of last. Oh, definitely. Um, the actual rest of the chart is not terribly different from D-Day. You've still got these two... Oh, got, uh, in, say, as far as what boxes are there, the actual contents are different. Yeah. I was going to say, the, the, I think by this point, the US Army has worked out exactly what works. So yes. um, if you're familiar yes. with the D-Day uh, American Force Organization, um, there will be few surprises. Yeah. So you still got your two recce boxes, but now the option is you've got the M8 Cav recce box, which is unchanged. And what I like here, the M5 yeah. Stuart Cavalry Recon, Recon Patrol, yeah. where basically everyone getting chaffies, they move their Stuarts down into the actual um, armoured car units to replace the Greyhound with a Stuart, which I always quite liked. Um, so you get a Stuart, a Jeep, and a Jeep with a mortar. Yes, brilliant. <laughs> the world's most, you know, useful weapon always fired every single game, the wrecking mortar. That mortar yep. is just junk. I just don't know. It's one of those things. It's one of those things that probably work very well in real life. Yet flames. It's it's kind of like that weird combo. I, 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 you get where you get that um, the two centimeter puma and the pack forty puma. In real life, <laughs> it probably work great. In in the game, it just like it's it's really well, hard to get to do anything. If, if this mortar could fire smoke, direct fire smoke, then it would have a point. Like it used to, yeah. Yes. It does not have just, that. I, so if anyone out there has actually used a recce recon mortar. For anything, just let us know. Reach out. I know Duncan us. did use it against me. Was it maybe you in the mid-war game? Oh, some somebody did it. Tried using it once. I remember against me. No, it's it, all it is for me is an ablative wound. Oh, I right. failed to save. Oh no. Oh, the more. <laughs> I mean, it is a oh, it's another barrage. I can't be asked with two, one gun barrages. But one yeah, gun is the same as two guns, right? It's just rerolling yeah. hits, or is it not re- yeah. rerolling? No, there's, there's no, well. there's no, pe- no, no, no. That was version three. There's no penalty for a sure. one single one. I'm pretty sure. Oh. I'm pretty sure there's no penalty for being a single gun anymore in this version. That may change. I, I, I says, thought it was plus one to hit. I think it's plus one to hit right. and rerolling hits. I am just reaching for my rulebook now to verify. That's a Team Yankee one, but it's still the same. I'm pushing uh, my glasses up to the bridge of my nose, getting ready for a well, actually. Yeah, uh, and then they gulp. If I'm if I'm wrong, I'm happy to be wrong, but I don't think I am. If I'm wrong, I'm not happy to be wrong. <laughs> I'll take umbrage. Why should we wait for that, Duncan? Yes. Why do M20s look so much better than M8s? Because uh, they don't have a stupid turret on the top of them. Right. It just looks so badass. It's too high. An M an M20 is like Judge Dredd, and an M8 is like. <laughs> well, again, by that point of the war, they've worked out what's worked and gone. What's, why have we got this turret? This is stupid. Get rid of that. Don't need 37 mil gun. Just think of 50 cal on the top. Yeah. They see me look... rolling. They hate it. And it's so right. much more useful. Roll to hit. Yep. So you go for it. There's one or two weapons firing. If your turret unit has one or two weapons firing, you may re-roll this for rolls to hit. There's nothing else but an extra penalty for being a single gun firing. Oh, okay. I'm just looking so, for it. Hold on, hold on. But... I've got a Flames of War. I've got one of the 15 Flames of War copy, soft copies. I'm just being lazy. That's what I got. Well, I, say, I picked up my Team Yankee one because my, my Flames of War one's stuck in my army case. But like, Are you, yeah, so you're, you're lying to us, you're using the wrong book and everything. Well, it's, it's uh, version 2 Team Yankees. So it's basically version No, Lee's right. Lee is right. That's right. right. If you fire, <laughs> so, so for artillery, if you fire an artillery bombardment with a team, other teams from that platoon cannot shoot. Is that correct? No, as long as they can't fire a bombardment, you can still shoot. 
Right. So if, if they had, for some reason, a bombardment weapon, they'd either have to sh- you know, not shoot at all or join the bombardment. So he's got a 32-inch range and a full <coughs> firepower, which yes. is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's all right. Yeah. I just can't be bothered. I cannot be bothered with tiny little farty barrages sometimes. I they just slow I the game down. eating my hat on this, and I may have to completely yeah. reassess... So just to confirm, we're saying if a unit fires bombardment, all of its teams with our two weapons must either fire as part of the bombardment or not fire at all. How long that... have you been playing this game? Well, it's, it's, every day's a school day. I keep telling you. Every yeah. day's a school day. Because no, they, they used to me. be direct fire. More. Yeah. Yeah, which I thought would, would be more useful. I just don't. The thing with having tons and tons of barrages is they take quite a while to resolve. And I can't be bothered La- with it. Laziness is not, you know. <laughs> Efficiency. Well, it is a two and a half hour tournament game. Sorry, yeah. carry on. Anyway, so we've also got an AA platoon with the M15 M16s. Yeah. Got yeah, a tank destroyer box with the three inch tow guns, which, yeah, for there. I will acknowledge you there and yep. uh, move swiftly on. We then have three boxes for artillery, two with M7 and 105s as an option, but the second one of those also has a T27 xylophone. So which gives um, a rocket battery, which gives the Americans a, um, gives the American infantry a rocket battery. Because the armorer will have the traffic, um, the calliope. Calliope. Yep. And then the last box is either a 105 tow yes. battery or um, the long toms. Yes. Oh, and then you got the OP, you got the OP boxes and the P47s, which are unchanged. Now yep. has a M4 Sherman Elite. True. Yeah, that is true. Yep. Yeah, for... So yeah. So it's um, lots of little changes in the support units. It's really the formations which are the big focus. Yeah. So we have a nice little six-page blurb on on basically fourth armor division and combat commands. Mm. We get a nice little page describing how the Shermans change, which I quite like. It's a nice bit of background. I think this and the Pershing one are actually from, are actually repeats of what was in the Ryan Macon book. Maybe maybe a, a slight tweak, but I remember these being in the Ryan Macon book as um, pages as well. Yeah. And then we get to the first formation, which I'm going to let Eddie talk about because then you go and get a beer. <laughs> Third armored spearhead. M4 Sherman, late tank company. Oh my gosh. Uh, so, black box, HQ, M4 Sherman, late tank company, HQ. Second compulsory platoon can be either M4 Shermans or M26 Pershings. Mwah. And then your second compulsory platoon can be M4 Lates, M5 Stuarts, or yep. M24 Chaffees. Um, let's talk about the compulsory platoons for a second here because there's a lot to go through. Um, Essentially, you are confident, trained, and careful. So fours all round. Four up motivation, four up skill, four up hit on. However, you've got protected ammo, which gives you a three up for your remounts. And you've got a Yankee Ingenuity, which is a three up for your tactics, which is where your three up blitz comes from. Yes. I found to my cost in that game, yes. Oh, yes. And then you get a massive box. So they all start with... Late 75 mil Sherman. Yeah, so this is the M4A3 um, yes. late wet, wet hole. Wet those. hole, wet, sorry, wet, wet stowage, isn't it? So they basically yeah. put the ammunition around it. Is it glycol? Yeah, glycol, like glycol containers. Um, glycol yeah, glycerine. glycerine. No, not glycerine. Not glycerine. Not glycerine. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very fun experiment. They did that once and they uh, realised it was the wrong G they put in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so front armor seven, side of four, top of one. Um, your standard 10 inch tactical three up crop. Yeah. Uh, um, 75, sorry? 
there's one thing in there which is get it's gone from 12 inch terrain dash to 14 inch terrain dash because of, of the ford v8 better engines hmm? so you used to have droids violence in version 3 which boosted if you move directly forward gave you an extra two inch of move if I remember yes. rightly so that just manifests itself now as a, a better terrain dash which is handy yeah but um yeah which is especially nice with, especially make, across here because you can actually go right two up plow through that trees exactly that and like i say i like it because it means the chaffee actually feels unique whereas it always is a struggle in version three because the you know the late pattern sh shermans were moving just as quickly yeah so for, the, for your hq platoon you get the same options as a main platoon and that is <clears throat> replace any or all m4 sorry two shermans or 11 points you can replace any or all m4 sherman lates with easy eight mm, for two points each so that easy eight upguns you to a 76 mil oh yeah you get um smooth ride which is your whole moving four inches essentially counting as stationary because you have that high velocity um sorry horizontal volume suspension system hdss yeah and wide tracks so you also get a two plus cross um don't forget though even though your 76 mil gives you a better range of 36 inches and anti-tank 12 yes please you do lose no hate you do lose he with that so there's something to be said for having 75 mils in there because they have they're only armored to anti-tank 10 but they do have also smoke and of course they don't take the hit on shooting infantry if they're dug in yeah and this is something we're, we're talking about on the walk back to the car the idea of not taking um the same six millimeter jumbo you keep it as a 75 so that guy yeah supports the other ones with he fire while the rest of them are going you know plinking away at tanks and stuff yes um you can then also replace any or all m4 sherman lates 75 mil with 76 mils for one point each to that point you just upgun it so you get the same gun you get the at12 no he 36 inch range yeah um but you don't get the smooth ride boohoo or the jumbo option replace one m4 sherman late one only one what's all you need either, one's all you need with either an m4 jumbo for 75 mil at three points or the big mama jammer 76 millimeter for three points oh my god so the jumbo obviously same stats line same tactical move shorter blitz uh dash so only a 12 inch uh, terrain dash 16 inch cross country and 18 inch road dash your cross goes down to a four plus because you are a chonky boy you're a sherman wearing another sherman as you was. are a sherman wearing yeah. up you're a front armor 11 a side armor of eight and you're still only top armor one. Oh no <laughs> but you are the mistaken target of choice yeah there's actually important note is there's no special rule for the jumbo it's retire, entire relying on the mistaken target rules put into the actual rule set now. Yep. So you, because the defender player allocates the hits it receives, you're always going to put the first hit, if you can, transfer over onto no. the... Sorry, the shoot allocates the hits, yep. you're going to try and mistaken target onto the jumbo. Yeah, so you've got a three-up chance to mistaken to swap your hits. It's not put the hits over, it's to swap the hits. Yes. The guy shooting you will put his anti-tank hit on someone else. And then you'll have a three up to bounce to swap the hits with whatever he's put in the jumbo, which, you know, essentially you're ignoring a whole heap of stuff, especially because at range you're in your front armor 12 yeah. and the lowest you can roll on a dice is one. So that makes you front armor 13. So the ability to just ignore an anti-tank 13 shot is huge. Yeah, I think you're always going to have a. You do have to be careful, though, because these points are going to 
crank up pretty quickly. Oh my gosh, do they? Because in the platoon, <laughs> so that so you can do that with the HQ, and that's the base coin. That's eleven points for two Shermans. In the platoon, you can take three, four, or five Shermans, and they're basically five points each. So it's 15, 20, 25. But then you have the exact same option list. So you can have them all at easy eights for two points each. You can have them all be 76 mils at one point each. And you can add one jumbo, either 75 at two points or 76 at three points. So you will very quickly end up sounding, you know, running essentially the allied version of a tiger list with chonky, chonky boy platoons of tanks. You will have more tanks, but only one of those is going to have the front armor. So that jumbo will not, you know, four up confident. If you fail your change target, you know, your mistaken target, or if you get within eight inches, which you're going to be doing because you've got stabilizers and you're going to be super aggro with it, they will not be able to mistaken target onto the jumbo. Um, but in the game that I ran with Lee, even without, you know, even being too close for mistaken target, the jumbo still soaked up the excess shots because remember, you've hit allocation, you can only put one hit on each tank before you start doubling up. So the jumbo's, you know, Jumbo's going to be the last boy standing there looking around going, where is everyone? Oh, well. Well, that's what you got to watch out for is that you don't see like too many points. In, you still need your support and stuff. Nothing's changed for the Americans. It's just you've got a lot more toys now. I, yeah. I genuinely think that you're going to have to be very, very careful about what you're doing with your upgrades and how you're doing it. I, yes. You, yes. I, I, yes. It's about getting up there and being, you know, the shark comment still kind of stands. Does but, it? But the benefit here is you're hit on fours. You're no longer aggressive. You're careful. So, and that is a huge. Yeah, but you could do that in D-Day. You could do that in D-Day. You could. Now there's a reason because you, you, the volume. You're spending the points on the tanks, so you want to keep them alive. Yes, yeah, where in D-Day you sort of favoured being aggressive because you, you know, aggressive with the actual morale boost was a, you know, a better proposition. Yeah, exactly. So now the veteran stuff of like actually these tanks are worth a lot of points. I don't want them to die straight away. That'd be great. Thank you very much. That really helps. So that's your, your two, that's your Sherman platoon. Um, so go back to the formation very quickly. So you can have Black Box, Sherman Pershings, Sherman, Stuarts, Chaffees, and then optional, you've got 105 Shermans. Sorry, no, sorry, another another Sherman platoon. So mm-hmm. if you're playing Mega Games, you can have three platoons of late Sherman of easy eights. You've then got a combined Sherman late assault gun slash Calliope tank platoon in one box. And then, shock horror, Lee pointed this out to me. You've got the T26 Super Pershing Tank Platoon as a separate box. Oh, same little thing, yeah. In version three, it was combined with the Pershing. So now you can have Pershings and a Super Pershing in the same force. Thank you very much. And then you have your auto-include veteran 81mm armoured mortar platoon. That is a kick-ass formation. It's, um, what makes me laugh, though, is it's technically possible to have only Shermans in that formation be the actual HQ. Yes. Yes. Because you can have the HQ and a platoon of Persians, a platoon of Chaffees, and call it quits at that point. <laughs> so. And it, you could have one jumbo, an easy eight. Yeah. Platoon <laughs> of Persians, a platoon of Chaffees. Yeah. And that would be the only Sherman available. Um, I, see, I still think there's a place for the, just the bog standard 75 as well. They're totally. I agree. Um, you know, and they're totally. It, what I love is the fact that you can't. You can make the platoon from Fury. Is that a good thing? I, I yeah. still recall how that worked out in the movie. Yeah. Well, Fury survived. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your easy eight lives, so who cares? Yeah. There's no option to add Brad Pitt, though. I can't see that. Um, so, the M26 Pershing. America's Panther. America's Panther. Oh, my giddy arm. So, confident, four up, no protected ammo. 
It's just a four up remount. They are trained four up, but American ingenuity, so three up tactics. Yeah. Hit on fours because you're going to put your best crews in them. Front up a nine. Whoa. Side of six. A top of two. Yes, please. Thank you very much. Two of them. Oh, and they've got a 90 mil gun. I don't know if I said this. 90 mm gun, 36 inch range, rate of fire two, no stabilizers, anti tank 14. With and how, and for an eye watering, nine and a half points each. Yep. So two of them are 19 points, three of them are 29 points, four of them are 39 points. You can take a platoon of five for half your army at 49 points. So, I mean, that platoon of four for 39 points, it makes it a really nice one-point reserve, if that's, if that's how you want to go with these things. That is, yeah, one yeah. Point so sure, two four with maybe one a point, One point sure, yeah, but you could put um, France tank telephones or something. Oh, they can't put tank telephones on um, versions. You, you'll find something to add their points up to make them out. Yeah, or you, yeah. you put the recce in if you really want or whatever. Um, they do have a two-up cross. They're, they're, they're big old heavy boys, so their speed's a bit limited. Terrain dash 12, cross country 16, road dash 18. They're still tactical 10, which is the main thing you really want. They are tic tac tactical 10 inches, which is all. Yeah, but I mean, it's a great assault tank. <sighs> it is. I just, I, I love them. Find the I, think they look, I think they look amazing, but I think they are the red herring in the list. So for four of them, for 39 points, once you start adding up a five strong M4 Sherman platoon with a jumbo and easy eights. Mm-hmm. You've got a comparable gun that can fire as it's moving better. I just, I just. What, what are they doing? What are they doing in your list? Because you want to keep them at range so you can pick stuff off because you don't want to be moving necessarily. Yeah, but at I, the same time, they're the assault tank. Yeah, exactly. I, would, I, I wouldn't be using for the assault tank, tank 14. I'd be treating like these guys like an IS2. These guys would be plummeting towards. A big old unit of Panzerfaust Germans are smashing, smashing their way through. Blue but boys they're down. only trained. You're only hitting on fours, and they've only got a four up motivation. I think. I think they're. Yeah, I. I would say clear. Danger, danger, Will Robinson. So, <coughs> the part of me that the same as version three, the thing I do like is the super Pershing. Single where, tank, single tank unit. It's a single tank unit because two tank units are rubbish. Never do them. A single tank unit makes sense because it's a single tank. Now, it's 16 points, but essentially they took the Pershing and went, ugh, well, these German army, that King Tigers are ridiculous. So we need a bigger gun. We need a long-barreled, high-velocity gun. So let's put a 90mm long-barreled gun on it, um, which gives us range of 48 inches, rate of fire 2, moving rate of fire 1, and you take 18. I like it. You know, I think... Range of 48... Range of 48 inches. It, this is a sniper. It's a tank sniper. Right. And then you go, well, it's the armor of a Pershing isn't quite enough. So let's get surplus Panther hardened rolled steel mm-hmm. and stick that on the front of our tank. Because what says I don't want to die more than taking a Pershing, which is a Sherman wearing another Sherman wearing three Stuarts on its face, and then sticking a Panther on the front of it, <laughs> which gives you a front armor of 13. So 14 at range. The range of 48, you know, you can reach out and touch people and say hello. You're also hit on fours. So for 16 points, you essentially get a armoured, you know, top armour two bunker to sit on an objective and go, there are many objectives like it, but this one is mine. And, oh, you're getting a bit close. Well, I've still got my 50 cal and two machine guns. So, yeah. I, I still think you have, to, you have to be careful on points again because that's 16 points on one tank. Yeah, it's a good tank. 
but 16 points. Yeah, when you can get free, get free Sherman late for 15 points, it's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. At that point, you go, well, I'll just have this Pershing sat on this objective and, you know, it can still do stuff to anything it can see on the board, but at the same time, it's something on the objective that means that, oh, wow, that's cute. You've got two little Pumas running around trying to get this thing. No, just, just no. It's a bit like the um, Ferdinand or Elephant, isn't it, in the German list? It is... But it's it it's turreted with machine guns. It's got self defense AA. It's got a fifty cal on top. It, it it does so much more. You know the the whole thing about the Ferdinand. Everyone was like, oh yeah, it's, it's mate. You know, it's great. I, you know, it, I can't kill it. I'm really moaning about it. It's terrible. Sorry, not it's great. It's people going. Well, just assault the thing. It can't literally can't stop your assault with infantry. Yeah, you might lose a stand on the way in. Boo hoo. You drive it off the objective and win the game that way. You can't do that with this. You can't guarantee. Sorry, you can't guarantee that with this. You can't do it, of course. It's five shots, so every single shot he has to hit to stop the assault. But yeah, but the thing but, is, it'd be doing that on the way in as well. Yeah, you, you know, it's very rare that you'll get the assault without it doing. You know, it gets two turns to whittle down some stuff. It, it, it's not perfect, I know, but for sixteen points, it's a a bunker on tracks, and also it looks badass. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, uh-huh. yeah. There's red lights after it. We got the um, got Stuarts. Yep. So got yeah. Your ubiquitous 12 inches threat range of machine gun. Well, it's not a 12 inch threat range, is it? It's 12, 22, 28 inches. Yeah. But they can't. Yeah, they're there. 13 points for five of them. But like I say, they, have the, they have the best armor upgrade of anything, which is veterancy. You know, the amount of times that people go, oh, I can see one of them, I take a shot, oh, I've missed. Mm-hmm. Great. They got mortars, you got the 105s, all still there. And like I say, but it's not here. You've got canopies as well, but, um, but offer their own bit because they they stay trained. They don't go to being veteran on the tactics. It's a single entry for both the veteran. Yeah. So you were throws. saying about the calliopes? He says trying to find them in the book. They're down. Yeah, in page the... thirty-seven. Yeah, they were the non-veteran Shermans. Oh, are they? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the same stats for both of them, basically. You have now found them. Yeah, they yes. don't get the, they don't get the veteran um, boost for the tactics. However, so they're on the late war holes. Yep. Which was a car to downgrade them to being on the early holes for one point, take a point off and there'll be a front armor six, which arguably is a thing you do because you don't need a front armor seven artillery platform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's funny. But it's um, a range 48 salvo firepower five battery. It's um, it's, it's really, you know, it's the kind of thing you want for like plastering an infantry platoon. Probably to get with salvos, you end up tripping over it if you're not careful. Yeah. But what I was thinking more from a modelling point of view is you've got a standard Sherman hull. You can build it. Then they're on a 76, 75 mil turret model. Yeah. yeah. So the actual, the actual model wise, you buy, you don't buy, it doesn't come with a tank. In fact, it comes as an upgrade sprue of, I think, three launchers, three or four launchers. Let's yeah. try to get to the catalogue page. And it just sits on top of the existing turret. <laughs> so you could build your, you could build that model mm-hmm. as a Calliope, but also have a 76 mil turret completely separate. Or you drop it onto like you, uh, you, you hit the beach Shermans, um, you got knocking around from your D Day list. You drop that on, and now there you are. You know, you use that card, drop them down by a point to be early ones, Ooh. and you use your late ones to be you know something useful at seventy sixes and that kind of. Yeah, see, the actual box is a is a is three Calliope launchers. It's a plastic upgrade spur. Okay, and that's three for eight points. So it probably goes what it goes down to like seven points if you drop them to front armor six. Yeah, that's not bad for a salvo. Yeah, it must be, you know, combined with the armour mortars, which you're going to take, because, pun? 
It's not bad for an armoured unit, like artillery unit. Yeah. They can defend themselves better than most of them as well. Yeah, you still got your, you still, you still got four machine gun shots per tank. You still got your cracks and you got your whole machine gun. You don't have your main gun because you can't fire it. They did try, but then you found it just shook, shook the launcher apart, so they stopped doing that <laughs> yeah. very quickly. Um, and obviously, still top armor one now, so you'd be, you're pretty much immune to most return fire artillery as well. So it's, I, I like them. The only real problem they have is it takes the same box as the 105s, which I also like. Yeah, I can see that, but I can also see that when you take that, you take the calliopes, mm-hmm. you'll probably be better. Off, you know, you're saving the points from the 105s. Yes, because the 105s are quite pricey for what they are. Yeah. They are veteran 105s. Four of them is 18 points. <laughs> oh dear. And 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 for me, I was just obviously I just took my um mid uh, sorry D Day list, not mid war list, D Day list, mm-hmm. and, and put it across, and actually didn't look at the points increase and went actually that's not quite worth it especially best, as they're still trained yeah and the best thing you could say is obviously the spruit bills 105 um sherman also has all the, the turret and the, the gun for 76 so you just change your turrets make them your late your late pattern 76 millimeter guns oh yeah and, um, and drop the kind of calliope's into to your firepower yeah so that that calliope upgrade makes that the the late war sherman sprue build what four variants now yeah because you can have a 75 a 76 a 105 or yeah. a 75 with calliope that's it which is fairly cool very versatile kit yeah. now on this chest we just do a slight out of sequence and look at the actual trained version of the list with the actual shermans you're making me scroll up and down lee yeah page 35 is fine i can i can read the pages up so <laughs> it's you don't have the persian options because they were only in third and ninth which are both veteran units yeah your, your compulsory units are only Shermans, but your non-compulsory third unit can be either a Sherman, a Stuart, or a Chaffee platoon. And then you've still got your armor mortars, you've still got your 105 or color, color, Calliope. Calliope choice. Um, each, the actual M4 Shermans can still have all the same options as the veteran unit, or just basically exchanging 3 plus tactics for 3 plus last stand. I know you go for the veteran seat, I still rate this i still like the idea that of, of the trained version having more tanks yep and have them stick around longer because they pass their, re, their last stand because they got the three plus re, um, remat those got three plus last down so making these guys run is going to be a lot harder do you know as you know what a calliope is kind of melon, is it a melon? <laughs> no it's um it's one of those steam driven organs ah uh, right okay you know you know the ones that sort of sit there and they play their own automated music yeah. with all the pipes which makes sense yeah for which what this sense. looks like yeah, yeah. which is funny because in my in a former life when i was buying board games calliope games which make the amazing tazuro which mm-hmm. are run by an amazing guy called ray weirs in america every time i'd be like oh yeah i'm from calliope games i just sit there and imagine a sherman with rocket launchers <laughs> <laughs> it makes for a very weird mental model when you're dealing business with someone yeah um, I, I mean, so you're telling me this obviously you got the five shermans for 25 for a veteran we got five shirt trained shermans for 20 so you're saving yourself five points straight away, which then you can pile back into upgrading these bad boys to being 36s and jumbos and all kinds yeah. of things. I just don't... The thing with the veterancy is the veterancy means that your jumbo has a good chance of taking the only hit that's going to cause you worries at distance. Yeah, no, I can and see that. Second, can see and the second you get more than that one hit coming in, mm-hmm. unless you've got the HQ jumbo next to it, you're going to start losing holds, which... Yeah. I just, think... I can see what you're saying. I think when I eventually get around to my, my American army, I'm going to start off with a 
trained force and see how it goes before I go straight to being a veteran. Then you miss out on the Pershing, or at least the Super Pershing. Yeah, I've only got one Pershing model at the moment anyway. It's not a Super Pershing, so I have to buy some more Pershings so I can just wait for the further down the shopping. That just makes me sad. <laughs> I don't know. I, I did have to do that Pershing if you need it. So. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I've going gone. back. Sorry, Duncan. No, I've got none. I've no plans to get any either. Ooh. Well, exactly. I mean, I'm planning to do, I was planning to do four farmers originally, which don't, you know, they're not third all night. I might do seventh farming instead, which still isn't third all night. So the Persian doesn't, doesn't factor in my plans. As a way. Um, all right, so chappies. This yeah. is what this is what Duncan's going to do. I'm Chaffee. calling it straight away. <laughs> like chappies. Yep. Ah, what's not like about them? So, I mean, again, you've got a veteran and a trained version. This time the formations are the same for both of them. Um, he says, actually, no, it's, it's a slight different. No, they, are the <laughs> they, are, they are the same. Sorry, I was looking at the wrong thing. Um, so you've got HQ chaffee, two platoons of chaffees, a third platoon, which will be chaffees, or quite handy, M4 Sherman Lakes, so that can use some firepower built nice. in. Easy Mate, You've got the mandatory mortars, and then you're going to have Scots or M4 or the M4 Sherman 105 late. As Scots. Your, uh, chaffees and Scots is why I think Duncan will take this list. Definitely. Yep. Every day of the week. I like Scots. <laughs> Scots might be my favourite thing. And, and look at just look at Chaffee. It's it's the same armor as a student. For actually no, it's better because it's got side armor three rather than side armor two. Um, but you got a fifty cal for your AA gun rather than a little poxy little thirty cal, and you got a rate of fire two stabilized seventy five millimeter. So you can get on the flank of a panther and put a seventy five mil round in rather than a thirty mil round in, and find another one because it's still rate of fire two. You've got stabilizers. But you're missing the fact. See, here's the thing about Chaffees. You've got a three up tactics roll. Yep. Gives you four inches. You've got a 12-inch tactical move. It gives you mm-hmm. a 16-inch flank move with stabilizers. That yeah. is obscene. I must admit, this is probably a unit I'd be inclined to go over a veteran unit over a trained unit, because like you say, a blitz combo. What's the points different? Uh, so it's 19 for five veterans, and it's 15 for five trains. So it's not that big. It's only... Like, the, no, Four points, say four points less for a for a non-trained unit, uh, for a for a trained unit rather than a veteran unit. But the, the yeah. big difference is that like careful. That your front armor is not four. Your front armor armor is four plus. Your veteran, hit on yeah. is your armor. Yeah. So you take the veterans. You enjoy your lovely three-up tactics. You enjoy being hit on fours, and also you enjoy the fact that when they do hit you and auto penetrate and laugh, they roll a one or a two. They only bow you out, and you remount on a three plus. Mm-hmm. I love this chaffee, and you know what I really like about a chaffee now? It's a plastic kit at long last. So I can actually. Oh yes. So you know you're going to be looking at five boxes, five boxes, and get a HQ, a five five four formation because you know annoyingly you haven't got extra sprue to get the HQ. Oh, so it's two two for the HQ, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so so two five four four until you can actually buy individual sprues. Or or you split a box with your good friend. That's it, because I know Junker's going to get Chaffees as well, so I can split a box of him, yeah. Um, <laughs> I've already got a Stuart formation. I don't need Chaffees as well, I surely. like how I've got your good friend anymore. <laughs> well, I thought you were getting Chaffees. I thought you were going falling on the plate. Well, I, I don't mind who would get some. I'll have you split a box both ways. <laughs> so now you just don't care. Now you're just a friend whore. <laughs> for the first time in my life, I have multiple friends. You know, I'm going to go, oh, I'm going to have braces. <laughs> I wonder where that sentence was going then for a second. I'm glad it went down that route. <laughs> I've been wholesome. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and like I say, you've then got the Scots as well. So you've got either two or three Scots. Well, three Scots, obviously. Yeah, and the Armour Mortars. So you've got like two templates being chucked out. They're, quick, they're good templates as well. The Scots is a decent template. Yeah. Gee, look at that thing. Five, five, four. What's that? The Scot. Yeah, it's mm. good. 
It was big, yeah, ever since D-Day, they've been... Yeah, but pieces. I didn't look too carefully because I didn't want to get sucked into buying another platoon I'd never used. <laughs> I mean, the other thing is, the only thing I, only thing I like to debate about in my head is that third box, whether I'd go with a, a platoon of Shermans or a platoon of Chaffees. I think I I'm linked towards Chaffees, but... Um, oh, really? Yes, because in my mind, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm partnering this up with a platoon of, M, um, a platoon of M24, um, sorry, M36 Jacksons, uh, battle weary infantry platoon. So my, my Jacksons are providing the firepower. Jackson's are uh, AT fourteen because they're ninety millimeters. We're gonna get them to yeah. them in a minute. Yeah. I oh I, I I was t- yeah like you. I was thinking this with the formation, but I was thinking of having the uh yeah the third platoon being um either seventy sixes or something like that mm. with a jumbo just sat at the back somewhere and yeah plonking rounds down down. I mean uh, yeah. It's nice to have the option. Certainly, that's that, no, nice to have that Yeah. Or even more yeah. chaffees isn't bad, is it? Oh, no, 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 no. When did the Chaffee arrive? So Chaffee arrives, I think it does appear just at the end of 44. So it, so the main question here is, can I whitewash it? I believe so. Well, they would have, if it was the end of 44 into 45, mm-hmm. there's yeah. the whitewashing tanks in January and February, weren't they? Yeah. Because the, the, the whole not whitewashing Pershings thing kind of stung me a bit, Lee, apart from doing my weird World War. 47 stuff. Yeah, I I, I hate to pour the, pour, the, pour the enthusiasm out of that one when they said, but I'm doing whitewash Pershings. He can do, but... No, you're right. Yeah. I just need to make the decision of whether or not I want a platoon of Pershings that are in my weird World War Three list, sorry, World War Two list, as opposed to my generic. Okay, it's 44. It's yeah. a, uh, 34 were delivered in nine, uh, November 1944. Yeah. Yeah, I, thought, okay. I, thought, I thought they would appear right at the end. I'm got, pretty sure they were in bulge. I'm pretty sure they're in the bulge. When the units yeah, they were. They were issued to the troops, uh, second cavalry group, mm-hmm. mechanized in France. Nice. Yeah, and it entered widespread use in December 1940. Yeah, but they were slow reaching frontline units. Because I think even like say the, Brit- the British got a small unit. I'm pretty sure Desert Rats had them, and they basically used them as a HQ tank in the Stuart platoons. The irony of a slow chaffy is not lost on me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. that's your. Like I say you got that, <coughs> that, that in the train version. I think, as we were pretty much saying, the veteran one might be the way to go with this guy. But I think it's got to be. Because mm. for the points drop, scrolling, throwing, what do you lose? So you lose the skill. Yeah, you, you lose the a, a cautious, become aggressive. <sighs> that's totally not worth it. Because you just die. You, oh, I've been hit by a Panther on 3 plus. Sorry, not a Panther. A Panther 4 on a 3 plus. I'm dead. Unless you've got range, in which case my bad glance on the six. But yes, that's it. No, no, I think the veteran away with Chaffees. That's it. You know, because that three up blitz just gives you an obscene sixteen inch side arc shot. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So um, we're gonna take a slight pause on arm and go to infantry with the battle weary armor rifle company. Yeah. Oh, if we have to. Uh, what's interesting about this is the actual. Um, I don't think the actual formation has changed from D Day. It's still two to three. Um, armored rifle platoons, yep. a machine gun platoon, anti-tank platoon, assault guns, and mortars. Yep. I think the big change is the actual stats of the crew and the fact you don't have to take the half tracks for the infantry anymore, apart from the HQ. Sorry, HQ, HQ still has its half track. The actual um, rifle platoons themselves can drop their half tracks. So you can either buy them as a platoon with no half tracks, or where am I looking? Um, for, for, oh, yeah. yeah, so we look, you can buy it 30, about, 13, yeah. 13 points for um, the inf- just the infantry, 16 points if you had the half tracks. 
for a full yeah. size platoon. Okay, that's pretty yeah. cool. And because they go, out. yeah, because they're reluctant um, rather than confident, albeit we still have a four plus rally, they're, um, they go to 13 points for a full size platoon without the South Tracks. And that's a lot. No, so you start your six grand teams, your five bazookas, oh, five. Two, two LMG and a mortar. I mean, that's a nice little unit put on a put on an objective. I mean, yes, reluctant, but they're going to they're going to unpill on a four plus like a confident unit, which is the main thing really. You got enough mass there, you don't really care that you're going to be failing your um, last stand in the five plus. But you're still hit on fours. And you're still yeah. hit on fours, yeah. Which is massive. Well, still hit on because mm-hmm. obviously you had veteran and non-veteran before. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now you just have battle weary. So you kind of got this hybrid. This is like a th- when I wrote the article for the blog for the release. Mm-hmm. You kind of got this weird third option now. You got the forbidden yeah. path of the you know third option of battle weary, and it, it does yeah. open up some really interesting options. Because like the D- it's got both bits of the D Day one. It's got both got both the improved rally and Correct. the improved tactics. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, but I'll be offset by being reluctant. But so, I really like this. I like the idea. The very decent armor for having that one battle-weary armoured rifle platoon to pop down yep. an objective. Well, the, and the thing is, in the last bit of the flavour text, it says, in the muddy terrain of the Rhineland, the armoured infantry found that riding on tanks gave them better mobility than their own M3 half-tracks. Yep. Right, now this is a point of annoyance, because there's, there's a few things that are, are, are missed opportunities in the command card pack, and we're going to do command cards next issue, next episode. But there's no, unlike, the, say, the German, German and Soviet ones, there's no tank rider card. No. No, the one that lets you dismount into assault or anything like that. So there's a tank rider. But they wouldn't necessarily do that. I suppose not. I suppose they're just riding around, dismount long before engagement. It, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't allow you to move them around as a transport but, unit. Either. Yeah, but if you remember, that said, in, in the Ryan Megan books, exactly, you had yeah. the tank. You had tank riders as an upgrade on the Sherman. So that's what. That's why I think it's missing that ability to do that. I've just realised I have a platoon of tanks somewhere with American tank riders. Nice. Yeah, it'll look cool. About a year, so I don't know where they are. <laughs> so I think points-wise, you're paying the points for these guys like you were paying for a D-Day trained um, rifle guy, or yeah. thereabouts. It's about the same. You're getting a careful um, tactics three plus rally four plus. You that I I like this. I like it a lot. Bazookas. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a stand that's a standard um, um rifle. I know, yeah. but I'm just still. Five. Well, it gives you it gives you some flexibility because it doesn't mean everything has to be dismounted. Some of it can, some of it can't. So you could end up with one platoon that you want mounted, or you want to have the half tracks with. Well, the yeah. half tracks aren't that expensive. It's three points for four tracks, I think, or yeah. two points for four tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Three points for five. So they're not the point, masses. The point I'm trying to make is I'm looking at this going for thirteen points. I can have this massive blob of no. This mm-hmm. is my objective yep. compared to my super pershing. But I guess the difference is the super Pershing is reaching out and doing stuff. Why not both? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you put both, both of those in the objective. So the oh, my the gosh. <laughs> it's a quarter yeah. of my army. But no, you cannot come near here. This is mine. Go away. Yeah. I, I like this a lot. I also like the next bit, which is the um, battle-weary rifle company. Um, yeah. That's... Yeah. Because it's like 10 grands and a bazooka for nine points. What? <laughs> yep. And yep. a second bazooka for one point. You know, so I'm, I'm now uh, an even ten points. I've got two bazookas and ten garands. All the same stats. Yeah. Oh my god. So if I can't quite squeeze in, you know, I'm a rifle platoon. No, if I haven't got, if I haven't got the last three points, I'm definitely taking a rifle. They're um, battle weary rifle platoon instead. 
and it, and it's still the same formation as like the D-Day stuff. So you've still got access to more two batteries of mortars. You've still got the 105 cannons or uh, the late um, assault gun mm-hmm. platoon. You've got machine guns and two anti-tank gun platoons as well. Yep. So you can create an absolute beast of a formation. It's worth noticing that you can have instead of the 105 cannons, you can have the Sherman late assault gun platoon as well. Yep. Yeah, you could do that in D-Day as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Any different? The only difference I've, I've noticed is that we had this discussion was that the mortars suddenly have got smoke. The 60 mil mortars. I was trying. Well, I yeah. did, did look up the CFD day one said 60 mil of smoke, but yes. Uh, I don't believe they do. Because mm. one, but yeah. Yeah, because it's two points for three 60 mil mortars, which makes it a very nice little budget unit. Yes, it's a range 32, but for defensive smoke screen, that's all you need. Yeah, but for 25 points, you could have the HQ, two full strength rifle platoons mm-hmm. with extra bazooka. Um, and then two batteries and mortars. Mm. Yeah, it's a nice little second formation. Is that right? 10, 20, 22? Oh, sorry, 26. Still, that's 26 right. points, yeah. 26 points. So a quarter of your standard points for a game, you've got a second formation, um, and it gives you quite a bit of artillery. It's fairly self-supporting. And then you can start to feel like you start throwing in 57 mil anti-tank guns. Because why wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. what, what? I mean, how many points are they? They're um, like three, five uh, points yeah. for 357s. It's just like, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll put both of those in and make it a I'll make it a thirty odd point formation. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's brutal. I mean, the whole thing. You just think, oh, you know, it's only armor te- eight, ten, whatever. Fire up, yeah, for firepower. Yeah, but it doesn't fire. Defense. It won't fire at you until defensive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just keeps his head down, or it keeps recce off you. Yeah, exactly. And what I do now is I partner this up with a chat with a chaffy tank company to give me my mobility and mobility and my firepower. <laughs> I pray just about squeezing some 30, you know M36s for some range anti tank. Yeah. Is the is the German Bolshevik going to have like the mouse in to counteract all this? Yeah, <laughs> Panthers is about as good as going to get. Oh, and the Collins Tigers back in. You have to kick Tigers. I don't know why I am biased, but I do think that the infantry in the Bulge book for the Americans is like. I think it's going to be prevalent. Mm. I if think it's really have, good. If you have a D-Day late war army, infantry army, mm-hmm. buy this book, or at least yeah. the card pack. Yeah. Now, I'm going to say one thing, which is I still look at this, and it's still, I prefer this over the version three Nightmare Rifles, where you had, you remember if you remember, you used to have the one bazooka, 10 times and one bazooka, but you could swap out one bazooka per squad. So you end up with like yes. four bazooka. Yep. And it yeah. made it a nightmare to assault. So I actually prefer this, where there's only ever going to be two bazookas. It actually is viable to assault it with armour, just about. Just so, about. Yeah. So it makes it, and obviously the artillery is a bit stronger. So because it, so hilariously, we play about two games of Bulge versus Mike's um, Big Red One in, in like, in, yeah. the, in, in the Bulge book. I never played Bulge ever again after that because it was just no fun for either player because all the Americans would just sit there. Yeah. And just pounded the enemy with artillery because he had a lot cheap artillery. Six and if you did somehow get there, if you did somehow get there, you couldn't assault anyway because there's so many bazookas or machine yeah. guns. It, it, an infantry or an armored assault wouldn't fail. Yeah, now I yeah. remember those days. I mean, I think now it's mitigated somewhat with the whole you get to go, all right, I get one machine gun hit. It's going on that bazooka team. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's, as I say, I think version, version four has done a lot to counter those sickly days. Oh, it's almost like they thought about it. It's it, yeah. To improve the game. <laughs> Who'd right. have thought? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so ne- next up is the Bastion Rifles, um, Bastion Parachute Rifles. I didn't see any differences between nor- a normal parachute platoon. So I'm gonna... Yeah, normal it's the nuts, the nuts rating of 2 plus the rally. Oh, you mean the ah, formation? Ah, yes. Right. That's, that's what I missed. Stand. Yeah, okay. That's what I missed. <laughs> I was trying to work out what was different, and that was what, yeah, the 2 plus last stand. Yeah, okay. but it, it makes them 
just like super reliable. There's no other mm-hmm. way to 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 put it. There's there's they're not any different in formation or anything like that. But yeah. they are just yeah. What's that run away? No, I don't think. So missed opportunity number two was the fact they didn't have a car for eight eight second Paris to put in their um Panzerfaust. I thought for sure they'd be able to do that and they didn't <laughs> yeah. do it. I was a bit disappointed. But uh, well, they don't have the model, do they? Hey, well, well not and? the part. And yeah, so it doesn't matter. It's just a card. It's just like describe this card defies Panzerfaust with one tail, something like I, that. Just... I care not. It means the eighty second would get some. Uh... Love. No, you're not allowed to. Yeah, have... Where's their TV show, Duncan? Where <laughs> is it? Through the TV show, they had a ginger winters. I mean, honestly. Yeah, it was blood upon the risers. There was blood upon his boots. Okay. But yeah, they, is... they, these guys are just eye-wateringly expensive, though. Mm. Now they've gone. They've dialed up the airborne forces from D-Bay to eleven. So, so one of the ideas I've had from a modelling point of view is I'm going to do, I've got a, the old Greatcoat Wintered Infantry Company, which I believe they're re-releasing the platoons yep. as directed me. Mm-hmm. And then the models from um, the starter box, you get another infantry com- uh, parachute company. So I'm going to take those parachute models and put them on winter spaces so that then gives me the great coat infantry add in some parachute models and i've got a winter bestone parachute rifle yeah that would work like that that's good so be prepared to have like you know 14 stands in your entire army but yeah sure <laughs> yeah but it's worth it i think <laughs> and then the last infantry formation is the glider rifle company um who basically <laughs> are now confident veterans they're giving you some no, no they're not they're, they're even no, they got the nuts rating still Oh, so it's basically fiercely in the last stand. That's why it's so expensive. 16 yeah. points, yeah. That's what I mean. I looked at these, but the first time I laughed because I was like, what the hell are they so expensive? But it's because oh. they are, yeah, completely yeah. better. Compared, compared to a, a normal rifle, so they have a built, you get you get a light machine gun and a mortar straight up. I mean, I mean that's extra. They come pretty tooled up. Yeah. I, it's nicer in there because obviously, you know, if you do a bastone, you kind of got to have paras and glider troops. But, yeah. yeah. So, so let me get this right. The American Bulge book which, you know, the Bulge battle was all about the air, you know, from World War Two Hollywood version, all about the airborne and glider rifle infantry holding and rear echelon companies holding against their German offensive has become all about the tanks. Yes. Unfortunately, <laughs> what, what, what I this point is that there's no, the engineers are confined to, car, to the cards rather than having a list oh. to shine at the moment of glory, which is yeah. what Nuts was, you know, the, you know, Bulge was all about. But... Um, and, and there's no downgraded troops either, like you said. There's no rear echelon stuff. Yeah, there's no. Um, also, the, the provisional rifles were actually, you know, the yeah. Americans actually realised that the segregation is a stupid idea and actually, um, actually letting the guys fight. But um, yeah, um, right. Last two lists we get onto is tank destroyers. So M18s are finally here. The Lord. And they're pretty tasty. I mean, they're, they're tactical twelve with 66 millimeter. Front, oh, right, they're only front two and side one, but you know, you're veteran, so just. Avoid getting shot. Yeah, yeah. Standard mm-hmm. tank destroyer layout from the D-Day stuff as well. So you got your yep. M20s tank destroyers, and that's about it. But yeah, you know, it's 16 points for four M18s, so you can yep. have a, a very tasty little formation here of those guys. You know, a couple, two platoons M18s, a platoon of M20s for you know for the bit of scout. Pair that up with chaffies or an infantry, or an infantry formation. Give these guys a you know, HVAP card as well, because so bumps them up to any tank 13, and yeah. Puts in the M20. Yep. How do you get those models? They just... are a blister. Uh, pa- no, they're, they're a box set. 
Yeah, box set. Yeah, I'm just oh. looking up. There's a HQ box with two of them, and there's a standby. Is it an HQ box with two of them? I thought it's just the Greyhound. No, it's just the Greyhound box. Oh yeah, yeah that's what, oh yeah. So it is. I, I, for some reason, I thought there's a there's a box with just two of them. I mean, there no, which right. is really irritating. So if you want the two for the command, you have to buy the M18 box set and then take the jeeps. And well, that's fine. Cause you can take those two jeeps, get permanent Stuart, and now you got a Stuart Cavalry platoon. Oh, well, that's true. Nice. <laughs> so you, you've got the recon patrol. Yeah. Okay. So it's the same sprue as the Greyhound. Yeah. Because well, because obviously it's the same hole and just from top. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. So if you're gonna do if you're gonna do the platoon, you like say you buy two of those boxes, two of those. Recon Patrol boxes, build one up as an M20 Recon Patrol, build it up as a HQ, and then put its Stuarts with um, its Jeeps with a Stuart to give yourself a Stuart Cavalry Recon Patrol. <laughs> That's what I'd do. And the other way of doing it is by, um, if you want to do Stuarts, it's by the American Airborne Jeep Recon Patrol, and then pair it with two Stuarts. Now you've got two Stuart Cavalry Patrol units. <laughs> yeah. Throw those ideas out there. I like um, these. Maybe. I like the uh, M18. I always like the M10. And now plastic kit as well, so yeah. Exactly. And then the next formation is its bigger brother. Oh, yes. Biggest brother. Yeah, so the M36 tank destroyer company. Again, your standard sort of layout, but you've got the compulsory first compulsory box is M36s. The second compulsory box and the third optional box can be M36s or M10s because you know, they've been sort of you know, attrition replacements almost. So you can have one expensive unit with their um, M36 which, as we always said, is, like I say, a range 36, rate of fire 2, anti-tank 14 main gun. Whoa. And then pair it up with a platoon of M10s with HVAL ammo, um, you know, could go from anti-tank 12 to anti-tank 13. So almost the same as M36. And yeah, pair those together. And, and all these tank destroyers have seek, strike and destroy? Is that yeah, which yeah. means they can do a blitz and then a shooting scoot. Yeah. So yes, they've essentially got Stormtrooper yeah. for, yeah. Blitzing. Which will always let you down. Always. <laughs> yep, it's, that is definitely a trap. Yeah, so don't, don't rely on it. Yes, he got it, but never rely on it because it'll always let you down. It's a fit cross. I mean, the M36, it's pricey. I mean, it's one of the things I'm debating because obviously a British Achilles unit, or sorry, not going to call it Achilles because it's a post war name, M10C unit <coughs> is um, 18 points for four. Yep. Um, yes, and they are careful, competent trained. And then this is eight tank fourteen, albeit with slight better, either same or slight better range. No HE. Um, sorry, it has HE, so it makes it slightly more versatile. Um, also, it's got, it's got protect ammo, and it's got the whole be a true veteran. So I'm trying to work out if that does justify the points increase over an M10C. Well, six six points increase. Six point increase, yeah. For being a true veteran, for having HE, I think is a slightly better range. I'm just going to quickly look up the British one. Is I'm I'm not convinced by that. I mean that's a that's a lot of points in something that's still not greatly armoured. Eh, I know, eh. but it's the, it's the only high end apart from the Persians. Only high end tank the British are getting. What the, um, the American Americans? Getting. Yeah, but we've got hey, this far with AT12 and uh, 13 if you take hate traps. Um, right, so just stand by. So an uh, uh, um, M10C is um, range 36, so there's no change in range. But uh, yeah, it is confident, careful, and doesn't have protect ammo. So protect ammo is um, on the M36's face. I mean, I get, yes, the, the Achilles is more points efficient, but obviously you don't have access to the Achilles in the American Army. So I still like the idea of having a platoon of these. And, and you know, you've only got the, you haven't got the jumbos and the, the Brits mm-hmm. either. Yeah. Or as a support formation, have a platoon of these and a platoon of M10s as your second compulsory unit, because 
know, there's no point spending that many points on eight tank fourteen because seventeen points for four M tens normally. That Jackson would look pretty sick in whitewash. Camp. It would. And again, just briefly touching the cards. So there's a card to upgrade the platoon to be um, M36B2s, which is their um, late Sherman hole with an M36 turret. So you get Ooh. front armor seven, side armor four, and a whole machine gun. Ooh. But you're paying two. Put you pay you pay two points per vehicle in the platoon, <laughs> and you have to upgrade I'm the whole sorry? platoon. What? Yeah. So you end up paying. So yeah, it's going to be um, a thirty-two fact, points. Thirty-two points. Yeah. There is no way that's worth right. it. Well, you say that. Yeah, I just did. But think There's about no it. Okay, for 32 points, right, you've got four shots. So, you know, in in amazing dice roll land, you've got the potential, let me put it that way, for a veteran unit to blitz four inches forward, take four shots at 36 inches at anti-tank 14. I mean, how much is how much are five pounds of fours? Or four pounds of Twenty points. points. I don't that many. Yeah, so, I know. I know it's about it's offset in my by spur and um, so it's that's the whole point of it. So it's about twenty points. Which, you know, which could be hit. You won't get a save. Nope. Killed on three plus, and then you have got the potential. Uh, I say potential. I know your dice is rubbish, but you got the potential to then shoot and scoot out of return fire. And even if you don't fail, you know, you fail that or you fail a cross check or whatever. If they shoot you back at range, you're hit on fours, fire to a concealment, front armor seven, eight from range, which means you're ignoring the return fire on a three plus. That's pretty... It's it's not 36. It's really not. That's so many points. <laughs> 32. 32, yeah. 32 points. It's just so many points. It, but then, but then it, the other thing is you sit there and go in sometimes. Okay, cool. I don't do that. Well, I've still got a 10-inch tactical move. Front armor seven. I'll just go, you know, scooting around the sides. Against tigers, I'm just I, I don't think you need it. Is the point? I think eighty twelve slash thirteen does most of what you need it. To. Yeah, at the moment when you start getting front armor ten panthers, your story may change. No, because I'm still flanking them. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the, the, you're you're talking about going head on with stuff. Like I don't think the American army like like you've always said. If you're not moving, you're losing. So if you're not trying to flank stuff, yeah. But the late war stuff is where it kind of starts to change a little bit. Why? Because by you're looking at this as playing this versus D-Day Germans. I no, think I know there's going to be once you King get Tigers and once you get of... the Bulge Germans and then you get the Berlin Germans where they can go right. Well, I've got a Volkssturm company which is going to shut down this entire half of the battlefield. You'll sit there and go, oh crap! Now I can't flank, and you'll go, actually, I I need this. I need something to kind of deal with it on its own terms because AT12 all of a sudden he's laughing at me because he's got front armor 10 panthers you know I, I i think it's it's at the moment yes i agree completely with you it's ridiculous <laughs> whatever it doesn't make much sense but i think late the when you start coming against like the late late german stuff which has I just pans of everyone up the wazoo i just can't see 32 points it's trying to do too much you're trying to do too much with one platoon it's a mcgack syndrome Maybe, but because, then how, how else do you point it? Because otherwise, if you point it too cheap... I'm not saying it's wrongly pointed, I'm just saying that... But, oh, well, I think that that's an upgrade card anyway, so upgrade cards don't count. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so you've 24 taken it, points. 24 points is still expensive, though. I mean, it's just... I think it's one of those things where you look at it and go, yeah, it's got some armour, but has it got enough armour? Has it got... Is five armour better than two armour, really? 
No, I mean no. Seven armor is definitely better than two armor. That's that's what that's what we've always said is there's breakpoints mm-hmm. in stuff. So I think the, the the problem is probably that the base unit is slightly wonky. Well, yeah, because uh, the M10 is 17. Yeah. It's already starting off only a point cheaper than the Achilles, which is much better than tank. I'll be, like, say, being true veteran. Yeah. But which you need Achilles, for that seek destroy. But, I th- yeah, that's it's a trap. Uh, it's a trap. <laughs> trap. The Achilles doesn't need that because it just sits there and goes, ponk. Yeah. And fire twice, ponk. Still yeah, firing twice. You know, the 36, the M36 versus the M10. You're shooting at, you know, Panzer fours. Now they're in serious trouble at range. Why are they they in serious trouble now? Because they got zero save. Well, they had zero save against the Achilles. Yeah, no, I'm talking about about in the American list. Oh, I see what you're saying. Over the M10. Uh, Yeah, I just think that the tank destroyers are weirdly points. They are, but then in version three, all you ever thought was tank destroyer list. That's not version four's fault. No, I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's under the father and all that. I'm agreeing with your stance. I'm throwing up an explanation. You know, the amount of yeah, times that... that even after the entire V3, four, three, V3 lists have been presented, the amount of times I fought against tank destroyers versus I fought against easy eights and jumbos, which obviously were much more prevalent throughout, you know, it was one, one, one. I don't think I ever actually did. I think I was the only person bringing jumbos to games. Okay. Um, everyone else went. And a lot of that, I think, had to do with the weird teleportation tank destroyers. Yeah, but that rule was just meant that, that rule. Yeah. <sighs> we just take a second to to acknowledge the fact that that no longer exists. Yeah, good. Yeah. If you do not know what I'm talking about, you are a blessed gamer. Yeah, you, you don't need to. Do not go and find don't out what it to. is. Don't find out what it's about. It's yeah, fine. Leave it alone. It's in the past. It's gone. It's dead. But if you do know what I'm talking about... <sighs> just... <laughs> Oh, such a better game. Okay. Do we have anything else to say about tank destroyer platoons? They look uh, awesome. M18s. And I think yeah, they're M18s. Got, yeah. yeah. Right, so M18s is the way forward, I think, is what we've got to do. Oh, no, I just I just like M18s, and I'm going to do them for Indian Head. That's all I care about. I'm being selfish. Okay, so support units. Like I say, yes. a lot of things are staying the same here, but like I say, my, my, my favourite inclusion now is M5 strip cavalry recon patrol. <coughs> that is mad. I didn't even see that the first time. I, so I remember these from being in the um, the first version three book, uh, but it's like say I think it works a lot better in version four with the whole scout and spearhead. So, so four point. Yep. A Stuart, an MG jeep, a sixty mm mortar jeep with observer scout spearhead, veteran, careful. Yep. Hit on fours, five up last stand because it's you know, little. <laughs> yeah, you get M five Stuart. A, oh. an, MG, an MG Jeep and an ablative thing to go for to keep the MG Jeep alive. Question. So. Yep. Says, are Jeeps have Jeeps always been a four-up save? Yep. I yep. They've always been that. Yeah. Okay. I am misremembering my three-up save. That's that's why I think as well that it works good for, well for the uh, mistaken target because that mm-hmm. front armor four is just enough now to it's better than the right? Yeah. Exactly. Especially it's like uh, most enemy enemy recon autocans and stuff like that. It makes a big difference. Like two semi autocan on a German armored car, Stuart will laugh at that. So my my, uh, my takeaway from this podcast is I need to make my recce mortars actually work for me. You don't have to. I mean, that sounds like you know self mutilation at that point. But no, sure. because if you think about it. If they have, if the mortar is, if the mortar jeep is back from the tree line, oh, its gosh. own unit can spot for it. Yes. Yep. 
and you're dropping a four-up firepower barrage within 32 inches, sure, you're re-rolling to hits. But with a repeat bombardment, that's just as good as... It gets better than that, Eddie. Because you have Observer, you have your HQ range in the mortar, and then you, then you use the last range in a range in a 105 battery, just to recapture <laughs> <laughs> If you range in the first attempt with your, with your little mortar, you then use your second and third attempt to range in somewhere else, yeah. Or do you do it the other way? And the 105 battery that has time on target, you range <laughs> in your first attempt with the observer. Yeah. And then, and then if you've already ranged in your mortar, you can repeat bombard with the mortar using the same observer yeah. as your second attempt. And then the third attempt, you repeat bombard the M12s, and then everything under that six inches square <laughs> is dead. Just a crater, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, took going on, like say, you've got all the same artillery options, 105s, M7s, M12s. They're all the same. There's some really cool cards we'll get onto next time. So if you're looking for the provisional artillery, they're in the command cards. We'll talk about them next episode. It needs to be whitewashed. Does it need whitewashed? I'm, I'm, um, I'm gonna, uh, I, I know it's been COVID, so I give you guys a battlefront break, but you sh- this all should have been whitewashed. <laughs> you know what makes me saddest about this book? What's that? Poor, poor. Yeah. I mean, at this point, they know it's rubbish. They know the idea they had during that biased um, war games they did down in bloody Georgia, wherever it was. Louisiana. Louisiana. They know that didn't work. And they're just kind of going, we've got these. We may as well use them for something. I mean, Bulge is a, is the highlight of their career when they actually like, yes. stopped the Germans well, dead yeah. in the towns and that kind of thing. But wanted them to get something, anything. <laughs> but what 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 were you gonna give these guys and make them? Well, I don't know why they they're not like battle weary like the infantry. That's true. Have a battle weary one, make them cheaper. That'd be quite cool. Yeah, because the problem is they're competing in a space where they they they're less mobile, but the same points. Yeah. So if they had a a, a break where you're still rallying on the same number, but they're gonna you know sling the hook on a five instead of a four. Were they now hit on fours? Were they hit on fours before? Yeah. 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 Oh, is it just is it a cut and paste thing? Like they just bash. Yeah, the same as D-Day, as far as I can tell. Ugh. Well, the other thing is they they did have them in companies. They were companies of tank this, but they were that was assigned to a division. Yeah, they, they can't have them as a formation. Strength were they? They were just split out. Yeah. Um, the tank destroyers are deployed in companies. Is there? Am I not thinking of a command card that I saw these bad boys? There isn't one. You sure? Yeah. Um, <laughs> If if there is, we'll bring it up on the next episode. But yes, it's a... but yeah, that they they feel like a little bit left behind. Yesterday's technology, tomorrow, as they were real life. Yes. Well, yeah. I'm, looking, I'm going against Lee. Hmm? I'm looking. I'm looking. Yeah, look, I, I, I think it's right. I think there's okay. And then lastly, just before we round off the um, review, we have the, um, the last new unit, which is a T27 xylophone. Yep, love it. Yep, it's basically the same rocket as the same range, but on a much. It's much cheaper because it's on a truck chassis. Five plus truck, five plus save truck chassis. Which, really for like by late war Berlin Russians, sucks if you get shot at. Oh, yeah, don't don't get shot at. <laughs> they're not super cheap. I thought they were going to be a bit cheaper than this, but I think that the Salvo makes them more expensive. Yeah, it's, it's seven points for four of them, which is it's yeah. pretty cheap. It's the cheapest artillery, you know, division, you know, sort of support artillery you could get for, for, for that, for that many guns firing. But, um, yeah. yeah. It's still not. It's still a bit of an investment, but mm-hmm. it's a big pie plate. Five, five plus five power. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's fine. I really like their inclusion. I think they look cool. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, boys. So your three-inch tank destroyer platoon. Yep. Four guns, twelve yep. points. So a little sneaky peek. For four points, you get outpost gun. Oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. just like Patterfront. Yeah. 
that's that's just nest nest things. Yeah, pack front. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was actually for the actual three inch gun. That's for any. Uh, you know, do it with ten millimeter. Be far more cheaper. Oh, oh, you're kidding me now, boys. Come on. It's, it's pack front for twelve. Yeah. Th- all right. Great. Right. So yeah, it's great because you can scatter. They're not a turntable. They're not a turntable. They're not. That's what made the, the pack front ridiculous. Was it yeah. turntable guns? Eddie, I'll consider the point there is a car that's applicable to the, the three-inch gun. There you are. It's not the one I want, though. <laughs> it's, not like gonna you, say, it's not going to save you. give me a consola- uh, consolation prize there. Yeah. It's 321, Eddie. Here you go. Have a medal. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a backhanded compliment. Well done. You found it a is. car that's applicable. However, yeah. I mean, yes, it's, it's, the, best, it's the best way you're going to make those three-inch guns work is by pairing that card. For once, and, I thought I'd remember something that you guys haven't no. beat me to the punch because normally yeah. I'm the last of the party. And I'm just getting excited here. You're well, telling me about stuff you guys already know. So there's also <laughs> command cards in there that invalidate, further invalidate the M12. That's what I say. <laughs> I think you know the ones I'm talking about. I'm not going to them now, but I haven't seen that. I'm going to wait to the next podcast and just be yeah. upset. Okay. Yeah. So in, in the next podcast, we'll pick up on the missions and the command cards. But that's sort of that. That finishes today's part of the review in the, with the actual units. Tune in. Tune in to hear Fez cry. <laughs> but I think I, I, I'm quite as well aware. I think there's a lot to like this book. Just the units oh, alone, fun. as we just discussed. It's and all the new plastic kits again. Easy eights, jumbos. I didn't even make it to the missions this time. I, was, I thought we were just doing with the command cards next next episode. And the yeah. missions. Oh, you're gonna do the missions and command cards next time. Yeah, I think so. I, no, I mean, it's quarter to 11, we sort of do off, off answers, so. <laughs> yeah, well, we just I, change those guys. <laughs> but yeah, I I, re, I mean, I've, I mean I, I'm not an American player. I've got, I've got the American start set for D-Day and they hit the beach. I keep me a decent with it. Um, well, and this might be the trigger point for doing something with it. Let's talk about starter sets. The American bulge starter set is awesome, I think. Oh, what's in it? So you get, drum roll please. Yep. Yeah, you get a... Uh, uh, 75mm or 76 jumbo, four easy eights, two Pershings, four Chaffees, three Calliopes, which bearing in mind we know with that sprue combination can build either Calliopes, 76mm late war, 75mm late war, or 105 late wars. You get two Greyhounds. Oh, look, there's your M10s. Sorry, M20s. Your two Jeeps, a parachute rifle platoon, plus a rule book booklet decal sheets and unit cards with that box you can add on to an existing d-day late war army a very very nice bulge list i'll tell you what you do you buy you get a hit if you're starting from scratch you buy that you buy hit the beach so that hit the beach is giving you the shirt no, the, the sort of what's it eight of the um the, the the, shermans yeah Right, so as a command card lets you downgrade the 75 late pattern to um, 75 early patterns. You take the calipes, you take the calipes and put them onto the early hole. Yeah. And then between those, you now got at least two platoons with a mix of late pattern 76s, late pattern easy eights, and early pattern 75s and yep. a jumbo. You build you build the Pershing as a super Pershing and put one away, yeah. Because unfortunately, I say downside that box is you get two two Sherman, two two Pershings is just stupid. Yeah, it should have been three or three or one. Yes, yeah. Uh, I think no less, no more. Three or one, there always is or less. Yeah, give me give me give me an extra chaffy or an extra easy eight. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully otherwise, that's only downside. Only downside that box is that extra. It says one one too many Pershings or one too few Pershings. Other than that, the box is golden. And like I say, you pair it up with Hit the Beach or pair it up with a D-Day starter. Yeah. Awesome. 
I mean, the box itself will do will do yourself a hundred point force. I think there's an example force they do. Oh really? Yeah, so they got example force. I think they paired it up with um, a lucky card because it does ninety nine. Oh points. my god! <laughs> <laughs> Did you get the lucky card in the box because that'd be no, you don't unfortunately. So actually, they actually had to start a set and you buy the command card set to go just to get the lucky card. But <laughs> <laughs> is it not printed inside the box top or something? Because oh, well, yeah, they should so so done that. Yeah, no, they that. shouldn't. I just need access, <laughs> dear Battlefront. Please send me 300 lucky cards so I can throw them at Duncan every time we play. I hate that card so much. We'll say it for the only fans. Duncan lying on the bed of just lucky cards. There you are. That's it. It's getting a flick to my head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we move so, on to an, sorry. an officer answers, which I think a lot of this will be see the previous two hours of chatting. It should um, be, yes. It should be quick. <laughs> Chris Jensen asks. Uh, these, are patron, these are patron answers. Are these first, are our yeah. patron ones, are they? Yeah. Our Patreon so I'll make sure I butcher their word, their names as internet famous. Chris Jensen. <laughs> well, everyone can Why play the properly. <laughs> so I'm just going to butcher everyone's names on purpose. Chris Jensen says, hey guys, my question is about the T27 Xylophone rocket launcher battery. I have never used these. Are they similar to the Nebelwerfer? And are they worth the points? Looking to pick up the new box set when it is released. It does not nerf Webbles. No, it doesn't. So it's not a Nerbal Werfer. But it is similar. So It is similar. It's more like, it's more like a Katusha. Yeah, because ne- Nebs are five power four, aren't they? They are. Yeah, being 50 centimetres. So it's a box set. You get two of them. I'm just scrolling back up. They do look like an utter, utter B-word to assemble. I hope that's <laughs> oh, not no, they're plastic, aren't they? No, no, they're, they're resin oh, metal. No, no, they're what? Get the super glue out. Oh, no, I don't want them now. Take them back. <laughs> I thought they're plastic. You're paying, that, you're paying for two of them are three points. They're only trained. It's a four four up. So it's a four up skill test. So five up with terrain because they're a blooming salvo marker. Forty eight oh. inches. They've got a five. They're a katusha. Five up firepower. Now, interestingly, they're forward firing, but the model has the the the. the <laughs> they're forward firing, but the model has the rockets firing off the side of the truck. Yeah, yep. I think you got so the house will have to be side firing. Yeah. Forward is not far forward. Um, oh, the hill horse bloody resin. I thought they were plastic. No way, mate. That that, that oh, you would so not sell in a month of Sundays. You would not sell enough. Tushes are plastic. Yeah, but that's because you buy like twenty of them, <laughs> and then even then people don't use them because you messed up the salvo rules. Oh. <sighs> Five firepower is just not worth it. I don't know. I don't think it's the same. Is. It's the same problem you had with the old 25 pounders, the old you know, V3 during the war, 25 pounders. You just, five up just does not kill stuff. It's, yeah, but they were suppression. Yeah, <sighs> I guess you can hit it. Not, not that I can, not that I can play at 25 pounders. But, the, but the suppression pounds. doesn't work because of the bloody wave off range of the salvo or danger close or whatever. Oh, for, for, for xylophones. It just, oh, they're cool. I, I think two's all right for three points. I can see it, you know. I don't think you buy. It. I'm actually re- I'm retconning what I said. Four at seven is not worth the points. I think two at three. Normally, I would say don't don't do it because you're re-rolling hits. But you have got such a big pie plate. You're ma- you're only looking for suppression. Taking yeah, taking that one away, hit is enough. Yeah, one hit is that, enough. Taking away from the the gaming and the, the fluff bit is awesome. So the second infantry division first used the T27 for xylophone launcher in August 1944. They rated them poorly because they're not effective as single launchers. They are now paired up and placed on the back of a deuce and a half truck for better mobility. <laughs> yeah, this is stupid on a tank. We'd rather have the freaking tank. Thank you very much. Why don't we put these on the back of a truck 
And well, they were so when second no, so when second infantry got on, they were like static ground mount launchers. Yeah, oh, that, sorry, infantry. Well, yeah. yeah. So what they do is basically pairing them up on a truck. Much better. Well, I also don't yeah. think they had that many rockets. Yeah, but this memory. is the reverb. But you're not even playing it. Yeah, but imagine the reverb. Sixteen launchers at once. Yeah, because because original static launchers were only eight only eight rockets to a launcher, and this basically says, well, all right, well, now per zero, it's now sixteen. Oh, launch. I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so you see, you see how it's got those two things at the back. One yeah, of those, yeah. they were they were originally one of those on a static launcher, like a trailer trailer launcher. It was a, a nev ne- nebel rifle. Yeah, it should be fun. Good luck, but good luck building them. Mm-hmm. Super oh, yeah, that's why you go for two, because after two, you'll be so fat. Yeah. You can't possibly <laughs> I'm, do I'm not building two. four. I refuse to in principle. There's no way I'm building four. And also, the other thing is, the bottom the bottom of that, that looking at the model, is not drop cast. Oh, so come on. Those it's wheels. on the base. Well, yeah, I don't know. That makes me nervous. The old ones, I'm sure, were on a base. Don't get me wrong. I'm a sad boy all, all day long about Battlefront models, because 90% of the time, they get it right all the time. But sometimes, oh my God, you just want to just launch the model through the air. Um, Jacob Hopkins, will jumbos be worth the points and how best would they be used? Aggressively. The answer is yes, and all the time. Definitely. I mean, two points I, up Ray Sherman, I think it's a, it's a no-brainer. The hidden, make them the hidden awesome bit, the hidden I, awesome I, HQ one. I wouldn't make them a 76, no. I'd keep them 75 every day of the week. Just because the unit where everything else is 76, they're, they're sitting there laying down a smoke battery or just warding off tank guns or HE. Yeah. I mean, in our game, I used the, the 75 as direct fire smoke against one of your Panthers, didn't I? Which, admittedly, you, did, yeah. you then managed to actually blitz for once <laughs> and just drive through and go, ha ha, I'm going to shoot you anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, the hidden, the hidden bonus there is taking it in the HQ as your two ic and then having him next to because i kept mine together as a little conglomerate unit which obviously you have to deploy as but there's nothing in the rules that say you can't just have your two ic join your infant your platoon of awesome easy eight jumbo death and go rumbling forward with two jumbos and then when the pack 40 platoon goes haha i've got two hits and you mistake and target both of them onto two jumbos and then laugh all the way to the bank as you then sort them in the face so to me that's that's where the jumbo points benefit really comes in uh, Maximilal Fia says there is a rumour I love the Corsair Manipal in Titanicus assuming this rumour is true help me work out whatever Flames of War army is most like a Corsair Manipal so hey, remind me again what a Corsair Manipal does a Corsair Manipal is nothing but Reaver Titans because it's Ben and he gets fixated on one thing more so than I do in Flames of War, it was Soviet Matildas. And now, in Titanicus, it's Corsair Manipal. Uh, but what does a Corsair Manipal do? It's like a medium title, isn't it? I don't know what it actually but, does. I've not actually listened to the podcast. It's a okay, of... I, 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 I don't think it's not I think it has that weird thing where you can move in any direction or something like that. Oh, is it you get to shift sideways? Is that yeah. what it is? So yeah, clearly yeah. the closest thing is a tank destroy unit because it has the shoot and scoot and then you know, the blitz and shoot and scoot thing. So that's clearly the no, closest no, thing. To no, 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 no. It's a mid-war tiger, but tiger company because it's all the same model <laughs> and it can blitz and sideways and, and then yeah, shoot yeah. and then shoot and scoot. So it's obviously it's got weird movement rules. It has the, all the same model. You don't get a lot of them, but you get enough. It's a mid-war tiger army. Okay. So for tigers, do you definitely get enough of them? Yeah, well, yeah, it's just like Corsairs. You don't get enough Reavers. Okay, next so, one. Juicy Achoo! Says, 
We are willing to support your betting proclivities, Duncan, in exchange for some information. Where precisely can one find these Iranian cobras of which you speak so highly? Currently. A mathematical analysis tells us that Eddie, as a logical, rational actor... I can totally believe this is a government official, by the way. They think that I'm a logical, rational actor. I uh, believe that Eddie will finish all the items one day before the UK rejoins the EU. <laughs> Eddie, flying fezzes have been spotted near Gatwick. We are on to you. Do not tell us. Do tell us when you might have some new designs available. Um, okay, so well, we do one by one. Duncan, when do you yes. have Iranian cobras? What Iranian cobras have you got? Uh, all of them. All of them. So all, all eight. Entire all eight operational. effort is located somewhere in the south of England. It is currently in a battle foam uh, carry case, ready to be deployed against anyone that. Uh, yeah. Oh, they're good. What? Battle foam carry cases. Uh, for aircraft, yes. Stupidly expensive, but really good. Yeah, I was. I was side, sidebar. Um, tabletop Tyrant. Apparently, they made the ones that the Battlefront oh, now use. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they put them on their own shop. So, top tip, yeah, you can now buy Battlefront Flames of War trays direct from Tabletop Tyrant. Ooh, what, individual trays? I believe so. That's amazing, and I love you. You're welcome. Because I was looking <laughs> at that, because the, the, the planes and stuff, I always have trouble carrying, so I actually yeah. splashed out to get some foam for those, because they're so delicate as resin models. Totally. Uh, or plastic models. And in fact, like I've already lost rotors, and I've, I think I've only been out of the case twice. Yeah, your tail rotor came off in our game, didn't it? Um, yeah, I've lost one as well. It's just they're just so fragile. The connectors are so small. You got to rotate. Uh, Bit of... Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, it was just a terrible pun. There's not no actual. Oh, I, I think... see. I thought there was a follow-up. I beg your pardon. No, no, no. So that's what, that's what flying phases need to do next. You need to start getting into this market doing the old um, laser cut tail rotor things. <sighs> Dude, seriously, yeah. don't, don't. I've, I've, I've got to make this. Why is that not a thing? Who's, I don't, I don't know why it's nothing. Um, well, because. Because there's a massive shortage of laser cut materials at the moment, mm. MDF and or um, polycarbonate acetate, which is the plastic. Um, so yeah, uh, if you if you like MDF terrain, if you've been thinking about buying some MDF terrain, buy it now. Don't panic buy petrol, British people. Panic buy MDF scenery because I've seen two different manufacturers say we've got what we've got, and once it's gone, we don't know if we're going to get any more in any time soon. Oh, so they'll be going to the wall. Sunday Uplands. Super. Yeah. Sunday Uplands. So, uh, yeah, if you've ever wanted... So I'm quite glad that I've got a Pegasus Bridge in 15mm to paint up. Um, yeah, if you want to buy that, get those. Um, on the on the subject of flying fezzes, the next question is, Eddie, flying fezzes have been spotted near Gatwick. We're on to you. Do tell us when you might have some new designs available. Um, that will be in a week or so from you hearing this. Um and there'll probably be stuff to do for Adeptus Titanicus to start with because it's a lot easier because the people who like that kind of thing are a lot easier to dupe into buying my stuff. Um, which is also more fun because it's more fun baiting Games Workshop for license infringements than it is anyone else. Oh, yeah, that's the plain chicken with GW's license, uh, legal department. That sounds like fun. Yeah, but I want to see a, a Games Workshop legal ninja versus a Claymore. So, <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> I think we'll find that we own that spider web. Bang! Oh no! Oh dear! GCHQ also asked Lee, 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 Lee. We haven't a question for you, for you all, for we already know the answer. Insert creepy smiley wink here. Sounds <laughs> about right. Since we have heard all about the Americans' bulge for now, for now, we are prone to moving on to the next thing 
please share with us which model release each of you are most looking forward to having your hands on when you get hold of the Germans bold. Yank Panthers, there's a song these Yank Panthers already got. So Yank Panthers for Lee, Duncan, German bulging. What do you want to, what what do you wish to extract from a German's bulge? Nothing at this point. <laughs> well, I'm just so I'm so bored of the Germans. So boring. Do you know what boring. I want? Do you know what I want? What? Panzer four J's. Uh oh, mesh side skirts, there you go. Or mesh side skirts, whatever they decide version four's version of a hand crank turret would be. And just uh, cheap. Slow to fly. Cheap. Yep, yeah, great. I don't care. I just want them to be really dirt cheap. I want a wave of crappy German tanks to just drown my enemies because I'm fed up of overpaying for stuff that isn't worth it. Oh, when can I get my... Oh, maybe... Oh, no. Hitler Jugend. There you go. Oh, that'll be Berlin, though. That'll be it? Berlin. See, Bulge... Uh, I guess... That, that, and that's why I think Bulge might be a bit of an anticlimax. It's just Bagration light. With extra bits thrown in, like... Yag Panthers and maybe, maybe you'll see King Tigers. You'll see Cobra Phoenix Tigers. They'll definitely. Yeah, but they're going to be so expensive again. And it won't be until Berlin <sighs> you get the, the crappy unit. Actually, these are worth taking because I don't care. My armor is no longer Veteran C. My armor is actual armor. So hit me all you want, you know, Brad Pitt. I've got a King Tiger. Yeah, oh, I don't no. know. It's Tiger. Whatever will we do? Oh, no, it's a Koenigs Tiger. Now we're really fucked. Oh. Oh, PG, PG. Oh, that's a good point. Oh. <laughs> You'll upset Google. I just don't know. I don't know. I, Bulge is just such an event for me in V3. I'm just not even, I'm not even sure. Do they have cavalry? Can we have cavalry? We have cavalry back. Yeah. Uh, what about, yeah, God knows. Lee, how about you? Oh, it's said Jag Panthers. That's the first one. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Jag Panthers, Jag Tigers, Cannes Tigers, and whatever cavalry you can get. For some kind of German mojo. Battle Riser asks, How do I play a Basage only army for a win? Uh, Only? What? Nothing else? Jeez. Okay, that's tough. (laughs) Nothing but Basage is going to be tough. Uh, I would go with smaller company as well. I think the bigger ones are a bit of a trap. Yeah, you get more stuff, but do you really need it? They're not very flexible. I mean, trying to move 38 odd stands around the table is going to be miserable. I'd probably do them in waves. So I'd probably take multiple companies. Uh, I would take the recordless Jeeps in the formation and the T62s in formation. And then I would just multiply that by however many figures you've got and four platoons in each uh, Versace company. So you've got four single blobs. So I think they're like seven, something like that. You get nine stands of AKs, four RPGs. And that's it. You just run at people. With massive units, what I used to do is measure the move of the unit you know, eight inches and just take that many models off the back of the unit and put yeah. them on the unit it's 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 more that they're so so wide i think as well you're gonna struggle with them yeah you're gonna get in your own way a lot yeah so you'd be better off with smaller ones that just sort of hit in waves and or just, yeah just go completely political and uh rearrange what your definition of a win is i think it'd be tough okay okay yes yes you know 300 units died in this battle therefore it's a win yeah yeah Two-thirds of them were mine, but 300 units died, so yeah, it's great. No, 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 we've martyred. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> I've created more martyrs than you have, therefore exactly. I have the Passage. I do think the Passage company's nasty, though. I do, I, originally, I had the full-strength ones scared, like planned out, but I actually think I'm going to tone them down now to the small ones and just have more of them. Uh, Brent DeVoos asks, 
are there units or equipment in this book that are that cover elements of Market Garden, or does this book jump past all of that and focus exclusively on the Battle of the Bulge? Well, it's a bit weird because it references it, doesn't it, in some of the text? Yeah. And the, cut, so the, yeah. the command cards for the 82nd sort of touch upon Market Garden a little bit. I think, the characters. I think they're leaving Market Garden and Italy as a after the late, late war's finished. I hope so. I really hope so. Or we'll do one anyway and publish it and make millions. I mean, there's no reason you can't use this for Market Garden, I guess, for the Americans. No, definitely not. It's just, it would be a bit bland, but yeah. Rian Adams asks, are there special rules for the Jumbos, like the one from version 3, Jumbos Lead the Way? Perhaps a new version that makes it easier to move shots to the jumbo with mistaken target. Oh, that would have been nice to see. But sadly... Horrendous. I think I, I, I much prefer it as it is, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> yep. It, it, <coughs> yeah, but you can only mistaken target two things. No, I don't think you need it. I think you just be clever with what you put where in terms of limiting the shots in return. And then also, you know, just jumbos are good enough. Three up is good enough for what you've got. Especially if you, yeah. you take them in veterans. You're only going to get one or two shots anyway. Um, Xander asks, in the previous edition, the Easy 8 Shermans had further bonuses over regular Shermans to firing on the move due to their smooth ride and stabilisers. Are there any rules in this edition that are similar? Also, should I bother painting up my Pershings? You should probably paint up one of your Pershings. <laughs> yes. As a, as a super as a super Pershing. Super Pershing. Oh. I don't think there's anything wrong with the Pershing. If you want to have Pershings in your force, they'll work for you. I just think the probably better option is to have more Shermans themselves. Yeah, I think so too, as much as I love Pershings. Um, William the Scott asks, do you think there will be rules for super green infantry companies or even a V3 primitive defence companies with a bunch of fortifications? After reading the excellent book Death of a Division, I've always found the 106th Division infantry interesting. Um, I don't think there is, sadly. There's a command card for the like defense companies. There's the one, yeah. For, you have like the pack, like we talked earlier about the pack front style card, yeah. the outpost guns, the outpost machine guns. Well, I think they're, I think they're taking, you know, super green. Is there not like D Day stuff for fresh people and stuff like that? No. Nope. Well, it, yeah, you had, you had veteran, non-veteran. Yeah. So you didn't have like super fresh, like you're saying there. No. Peter uh, Therin asks, no V3 shenanigans. I hope like all the hits go on the jumbo. No, there's not. It's just mistaken target. Uh, Ollie Spubba says, how many Jackson turrets do I need to paint up to interchange with my N10s from D-Day? Smiley face. None. None. Sad face. <laughs> well, I, 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 I would have painted up all the M36 turrets anyway. Yeah. I think I'd, say, I'd say having at least four would work if you're going to have it. Yeah. Right. Four and see how it goes and see what you need to win the, the other German books come out. Celia McCarthy asks, can I make use of my warrior teams from Band of Brothers? Some of them. Some of them at some point. And Berske Pilsken, what formations does the book contain? See previously. An overview of the units would be nice. See the previous two hours. Some interesting card options if you have them. See the next podcast. Hell, spoil the whole release if you can. But I'll be happy with these for now. Well, you've got half now and half in the next episode. And that is an officer answers for American Bowl. There you go. What, what do we think overall? I like it. I like it. I think it's a, a book out of time because it's the first of the Bulge books. It'll be interesting to see what the German stuff gets to throw against them, how that will work together. Um, but I think it's a good finish to the Americans for late, late war. Okay. I think I 
so we'll get into a bit more. The actual book, I'm really a big fan of. I think the command cards, what are in there, I like. I think there's a few things I would like to see in the command cards which haven't materialised, but you never know. Nice about command cards is they could always release more command cards later as expansion. Well, they could have, they could have saved space by being lucky, couldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, they could. Yeah, you get that free with every starter set. Exactly. They should definitely do that. Put, put it in the put it in the actual like you say, print it on the, top, the actual top itself. Okay. So on to events then. We have a new event which is happening super cool. soon, the seventeenth and eighteenth of October, which is Night Attack at our sponsor Battlefield Hobbies in Daventry. Um, oh, really? it is a, yeah it's a shop game um, it's late war 100 points they have kept their maximum side armor of 6 because obviously they haven't seen the jumbos and don't want to all run jumbos so maximum <laughs> side armor of 6 the missions however will be bridgehead cornered dogfight encirclement and killing ground oh which God. means that the defender gets minefields in all of these missions which also means that a formation that has night attack that attacks will be able to night attack. So that's well engineered. That's, well, that's I'm, yep. I, it would be interesting to see what happens. I wish I could go. I've got a, uh, a friend's wedding on that weekend. Um, it sounds like a real mix. I'm not entirely sure what I would take if I was going. What I like about it is something completely different. It is completely different. Everyone's going to be taking night attacks and take nothing but crocodiles. I don't know. Oh, you can take Paris. They night attack, don't they? They have got other bits and pieces about night. Yeah, I think the main formations do, but the other ones don't. But then if everyone's taking night attack stuff, you're just going to be night attacking against night attack. So does that really work? Um, yeah. Everything's better with the light off. It would have been cool to see something like to stop people from all just taking night attack formations. Uh, I would have loved to have done that with night attack versus the um, Nat Jaeger lists. <laughs> so you've got night attack. That's great. I've got an infrared STG 44. Dak, 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 dak came over um salute 2020 uh, if you do are interested in that it's from batford hobbies so give them a shout and they should be able to give the details about what's going on it's the 16th 17th of october in the uk as i say salute 2021 will be on the 13th of november um i'll be there it will be great if people can turn up and buy some toys and keep the thing going because it may well be the last one if people don't because everyone needs money after covid Warfare 2021 is at Ascot Racecourse, 27th, 28th of November. I will be there with my Americans. Duncan doesn't know what he's taking yet. Probably Germans at this rate. Probably Germans. Probably, Probably something Germans. subpar and suboptimal. Yeah, I'm going to get annoyed with after day one and then... Yeah, yeah not want to go back for the second day. And, exactly. And yep, standard. Uh, there is a th- Have you seen the rules pack, though? Because you can take two forces. I'm not taking two forces, Eddie. No, but... <laughs> I think it's worth submitting a list for the second force if you just get upset so much with your first list that on the day two you can just play with your allies and say, this is now my first list, I'll play with allies, thank you very much, I'm bored of the Germans. No, I'm just going to bring Italians. You could bring Italians to a late war list. Yeah. Um, and then obviously that, that goes forth, our mid-war desert game in February Oh, yes. At oh, yes, Lee. Lee. <laughs> How's that coming along, Lee? I, I, I still need to talk to Axel, but yes, initially it's going to be a thing. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully November, but confirm dates and think a career in politics beckons Lee. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the event so far. There you go. Shall we scoot and shoot in? We can. So, I've got um, I believe this is one of the Dice of War Ancients dice. It's their old um, what's it called? Double tri- uh, triple triangle link triangle thing that the, that the um, Vikings have. Oh, a runic. Yeah, one of the reading things. So, what would Vikings? What, what's the what? What's SF Vikings? Four players. Four no, players. Are they? 
Like, yeah, yeah, yeah but four plus, we might pass it. What do we get? Six. There we go. That's That's it, yeah. There you go. If it was three plus, we would have failed. <laughs> it's a trap. Yeah, it's a trap. The Arvid Trade Record Podcast, if you listen to a shoot scoop, plays a podcast and team of breakthrough assault in the current UK, as we were support for battlefield hobbies, dice of war, and needlessly front armoured tank destroyers. <laughs>